Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Welcome, everybody. It's the session. It's the Tuesday session. The super rare. Tuesday session. Uh, I don't know what to make of that, but uh, I'll tell you what, man. We're here. We're in rainy Northern California, and uh, something is happening with the audio. <laughs> Why me? All right. Thank you, Bev. We, we, wiggle the cords for me, please. You I got good. you, boo. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. I sound good on this mic. It's a good mic, right? Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, this is the session. It is Tuesday, um, you know. And hey, look, man, we we, we will uh, rearrange our schedules to get the guests that we want. And tonight is no exception. We have founders from Grand Rapids, Minnesota. No, Michigan. I'm okay. kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> okay, I was like, I was totally joking just there. Jason, yeah, no, no. I'm, look, I'm pretty stupid, but I'm not that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. Is what I mean to say. Uh, yeah. So anyway, they are uh, down here at the Hop Grenade, and they're going to come on after this next break, and we're going to talk all about Founders Beers, uh, talk about that breakfast stout, um, talk about their new release. 
It's good, right? It's really good. It's really good. And I'll tell the I'll tell the the, the guys too. Uh, that was the first Founders beer that I'd ever heard of, and they're just now kind of pushing into California, which is great. But in, uh, you know, for for me, for us here, mm-hmm. uh, if we wanted any Founders beer, we have to travel for it. Yeah, which is totally worth it. Um, but uh, you know, that's it is what it is, man. So here we are. We're on a Tuesday. Uh, they're doing a, an event here, and we said, yeah, let's uh, let's rearrange some stuff here because let's be honest, no one really cares anyway. No, and I mean, we wouldn't have been able you to have I mean? them in studio right. as a guest, so they were here. It was worth it. This is this is what we do, man. This is what we do. But before we do that, uh, I want to thank our uh, show sponsor, More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com and get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home. Uh, even in the rain, man. If you want to make beer in the rain, you go to morebeer.com. I'll tell you that right now. But why? But why would you want to make beer yeah. in the rain? That's why I love my Pico Brew, man. I you drive, can make it from your living room. <laughs> I can make it at home. I can make it in the kitchen, man. Uh, you know, we're having most people. I think it was like 48 states have like snow on the ground. That's insane. And it's just this huge, you know, microcosm of whatever. I don't know. I don't understand. I'm not a meteorologist. But uh, uh, people are like, oh, man, cold brew. I can't even brew. It's so cold. I'm like, bitch, it's 68 in my house. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. Right? That's chilly. I keep my house at a cool 72. Oh, and I couldn't do that. Potentially 75. <laughs> I couldn't do that. It costs too much money, dude. Sam gets really unhappy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, He's I like, would too. Dude, it's hot and expensive. Stop. Right. <laughs> and you go, I don't care. Put on a sweater. Taryn's the same way. I have a, I will. I guarantee you, at that point, I will have a sweater on. If I have the heater cranked up that high, I'm freezing. Really? Mm-hmm. 75 and you have a sweater on and you're still cold. And probably under a blanket. I'm like a lizard. Like, I'm cold-blooded. You have a beanie? Yep. I don't always wear it. I do sometimes. Usually, I just wear a hoodie, okay. yeah, my yeah. BN hoodie. Right. Okay. Pop, Pop that it over, over my head. All right. Yeah. That's not a very good. Um, <laughs> that's not a very good product review if the if the hood on the on the hoodie doesn't actually keep you warm. No, I think on a normal person it would be fine. <laughs> on a normal, I think person. I'm just not that with person. a regular circulation. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we are also waiting for everybody to show up. I delayed the show as long as possible, everybody. But I know Warren's on his way. Tasty's on his way as well. It's kind of a gnarly traffic day it's in the Bay Area. It's one horrible. of the worst traffic days that we've had in a long time, and, and it's, it's all because of the rain. Dumping rain right now. Like we're not. Yeah. We're we're not used to real rain. Like, not, this is real rain. We're, we're, yeah, we're not used to uh, uh, extended amounts of real rain either. This is like the third or fourth day yeah. in about a week and a half that it's just dumped everywhere. It's just... Uh, puddles are everywhere. I was trying to explain... I was trying to talk to Sam about why I don't like the rain, and I was like, it's yeah. just... It's so wet. And he's like... <laughs> You're kidding, right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm totally but, kidding. No, but that's not what I mean. Like, there's a difference between, like, I don't know, our normal rain that we're used to where it rains a little uh-huh. bit here inside. And then you go outside and it's just kind of overcast and there's water on the ground. This is like the wind is wet. It's just, it's <laughs> the wind raining is, all the time. I hate it. The wind is wet, everybody. I realize, <laughs> the wind is I wet. Should, you know and, what? Uh, and every time I talk about this, I say, I... I I follow this statement up with, I know how stupid that sounds, so I should probably just stop saying it. Um, yeah, you know what? I, look, I would, I, would, um, I would sit down by the window and sort of reflect on what you actually mean to say. Ain't nobody got time for that. And then just put it into a sentence that you memorize, and then you can, now you can better explain it to everybody as to what you mean besides the wind is wet, because you kind of sound like a tard. 
<laughs> you never go full card. No. If uh, if Donald Trump heard you, he would mock you. That's how... That's I'd how be part of his cabinet. <laughs> you would. You very much so would. Uh, okay, we do have a Twitter game for you, cool. though. Normally, Warren would do that, um, and then, uh, but I had to do it on the fly. I offered. Bev offered. <laughs> Bev goes, you want me to do a, a think of a Twitter game for you? I'm like, yeah, that, dude, that would really help, because I'm kind of scrambling and whatever. And she goes, okay, great. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> it's I like, go, I can't. Yeah, and I go, okay. So the Twitter game, which is brought to you by Beer Law Center. Look, if you're uh, trademarking anything, anything at all, or if you are opening a brewery, uh, hit up Beer Law Center. John at thebeerlawcenter.com. Uh, I think it's just Beer Law Center, not the. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, he's a good dude. He protects everything that we have. He can protect everything that you have as well. He's a nice man. He's a good dude. I like him. Every time I see him, he's just always so nice. Yeah. Well, he's, he's the, the uh, he's all chill, man. Some yeah. lawyers have no chill. He's all chill. John got all the chill. Uh, so the Twitter game is brought to you by Beer Law Center. Uh, so the Twitter game today is uh, apparently Justin is in New Orleans. He is. For some reason. And um, so I want to know what he's doing down there. What's Justin doing in New Orleans? Now, is I be- he. I believe it's pronounced Nolens. 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 Yeah. Um, is it, it's not Mardi Gras, is it? Like, it's not. I don't think so. Look, I don't know. I don't know anything about it either. Uh, but you know, is he soaking up the culture down there? Is he learning how to make the best hurricane? Like, what is he? What is he doing? What is he doing down there? That's the drink of New Orleans. I was hurricane. like, do yeah. you mean like? Never mind. Just stop. <laughs> like Katrina. <laughs> I'm all coming like Katrina. Too soon. Is it though? I think so. Um, okay, so I'll tell you what. Uh, I know this is a, it's a weird, unorthodox intro to the show, everybody. It's a weird, unorthodox show. I mean, it's like the JP and Bevo hour. I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We're going to uh, uh, leave you of everything. We're going to also do feedback and all that kind of shit uh, at the end of the show, as we do sometimes, because uh, the Founders guys are doing a Q&A at 6 o'clock here tonight at the Hop Grenade. So we have about 40 minutes with them or so, and I want to make sure that we maximize that time uh, you know, so uh, for, for you guys. So get your questions ready for the, the folks at Founders. We're going to come back and uh, chat with them. We're going to take another break. We're going to drink some beer, and we're going to learn all about Founders. It's the session, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The Twenty First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? First Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The Vault. Created by White Labs. 
The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through the Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World-Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com Brewers Publications All the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up... A six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Oh, 
one beer. It's time to talk beer and chew bubble gum. And we're all out of gum. The session. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We're back with session. Uh, before I get to our guests from Founders, I want to tell you guys about great fermentations. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business in using Blickman products. They have top-notch customer service people, which is, uh, in this day and age, that's uh, that's something to be uh, to be bragged about, in my opinion. And they have same-day shipping on many items. They check them out, greatfermentations.com. Be sure to like them on Facebook. They are GR8 Fermentation. They're also there on Twitter as well. Uh, again, greatfermentations.com. All right, with me I have Mike and Dave from Founders Brewing Company. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Fantastic. You all right? You guys, oh, man, you guys sound good. Damn right. Wow. Have you guys done professional radio before? We had we had very short stints in radio. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Both of us did. Really? Because yeah. oh, I was going to make the joke. You still haven't done professional radio because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just us. But uh, really, you guys are both. Ra- is that how you met for some reason, or just kind of happened to be? No, I had a radio show in college that lasted two shows. What that kicked you, off. What, what did you do? I did things that they said I wasn't supposed <laughs> to do. What was your, what was your radio show about? Did, it was, was it like play music and whatever. Uh, yeah, it was called the Dave and Dave All Request Show, okay. and we basically played. B-sides and people would call in for their requests and that's cool. Rarely would we play them. <laughs> it sounds like something I would do. We'd say, no, that sounds, thanks for the request, but we're going to play this instead. Yeah, thanks. that sounds like shit. I don't want to yeah. play it. Right. Uh, so why did you get kicked off? Uh, we said some words that we weren't supposed to say. Like shit? Uh, I think we said some, uh, I think we said, they said I said motherfucker. Oh, wow. Right forward. Yeah. But what did you say? I don't know. I was drunk. <laughs> was many, many years ago. Was that the excuse? Look, I'm sorry. I don't know what I said. I was drunk. I at said, the time. I don't remember. Don't you, don't you record this stuff? <laughs> you tell me. That's pretty awesome. Where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to Hope College. My partner, Mike Stevens, and I both went to Hope College. That's okay. where we met. And uh, that was where the dream of starting a brewery started back in the probably late 80s, early 90s. Wow. Okay. Great. Yeah. And you were home brewing at the time, or uh, yeah, my okay. my folks bought me my first homebrew kit when I was nineteen years old. Nice. And, uh, then during the summers, uh, during college, it started taking a little bit more seriously. See, everyone who's a parent out there needs to really understand that it's okay if your kid is. Were you a responsible child? I was a, pretty a young good, adult. I was a pretty good kid. Okay. I wasn't, you know, I was in a goody two shoes, but it, I didn't get <laughs> right. caught. You know. I yeah. Was elusive. See, that's and, uh, what it, that's what it is. That's you don't have to be good. Just you can't be caught. Right. Just don't get caught. Be conscientious enough not to get caught. Right. Right. If you don't give a shit, then you're a bad kid. Right. right. You don't care. Right. No, I, I was right. the, the fourth of four kids, and my uh, so by the time I came around, my parents were pretty done, pretty finished parenting. <laughs> they gave yeah. up. And uh, anyway, but they they took my sister and myself to Europe when I was sixteen or seventeen years old, okay. and uh, got to see what beer was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was such a social beverage. That's what really attracted me to the the whole category. Okay, so you start home brewing at nineteen. Yep. And actually, my brother, who lives out here uh, at the time, he was living in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was seventeen, that was uh, my introduction to craft beer. He picked was your me brother. Up. What's that? Was your brother? Uh, he's he's out in Santa Cruz. Yeah, Chuck. And uh, if you're listening, Chuck. I love you. Um, anyway, he picked me up from the airport, yeah, and uh, yeah. he said, do you drink? And I'm like, yeah. You know, I was trying to be cool. Yeah. And uh, 
<laughs> anyway, he introduced me to uh, California weed, and uh, we went Uh-oh. to the store and bought a, a Mendocino County Red Tail Ale. And I always say that's yeah. uh, the sip that changed my life. Sure. There you go. So everyone has everyone has that one. Mike, do you have one? What's your What's your life changing sip? Oh, uh, tell you the truth, I think I was at a wine bar back home, and somebody gave me. Damn it! What was it? Oh, uh, Ichabod by New Holland. New Holland, yeah. Nice. And I was like, ah, I don't really like that craft beer stuff. And they're like, Here, try it next to this Maker's Mark. <laughs> and so it's like my first craft beer and my first beer pairing right there. Well, yeah. much hooked up so with you needed bourbon to to drive that beer into you. I mean, it's not a bad way to start. It's not a bad way to start. What's the Ichabod? I'm not familiar. Out here on the West Coast, we're we're Midwest deprived. Right, right, right. That's um, it's like a pumpkin ale. Okay, yeah, a I guess that makes one. sense. Yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty good. Ah, with a bourbon, that does sound pretty good. That's pretty nice. Yeah. That sounds, uh, that sounds pretty tasty, man. Yeah. Uh, well, so then, okay, so take me through it. So you're home brewing. So, you meet uh, your partner. And yeah, Mike and I were both, um, you know, we both worked for beer wholesalers during college. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we got out of school, and everyone kept saying, do what you love. And um, I taught right out of school. I taught elementary school, and Mike was working for his dad's company. And um, after one year... Of teaching, I called Mike and I said, uh, "I said I don't want to do this. I said I let's do let's live life without regrets." Sure. And yeah. uh, you know, everyone just kept saying, "Do what you love, do what you love." And uh, beer had become a big part of my life, and so I thought, uh, if I can turn this into a career, and you know, honestly, the whole idea was if we could start a little brewery in our hometown of Grand Rapids, that uh, and you know, hopefully, just get a paycheck every once in a while. That was it. Yeah. And uh, better than teaching. Yeah. Teaching was so, great, but so this is twenty years ago, about. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit more. A little more I mean, it took us a while. You know, I think I made that phone call in ninety three or ninety four, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and it took us a while to raise money. So you raised money. Yeah, had to raise money, find you a location, had and uh, location. And how big a system did you start out with? We actually started out with a thirty barrel brew house. Well, nice, thirty wow. barrel. Yeah. Wow. And our our philosophy was to to always be a distributing brewery. The pub was actually a second kind of a second thought. Okay. Um, but we started out with a 30-barrel brew house. Um, we had a, a pretty nice bottling line, SMB, um, nine-head filler, and uh, everything was, you could see it from our tap room. So we wanted people to realize that we were a living, working, breathing brewery. Yeah. Would you do that again? And I ask that because I think today it seems like the advice everyone gives for opening a brewery is to you got to focus on the tap room and deal with distribution later. But I guess in the mid nineties, it, it was a little the, different. The landscape was completely different. Yeah, you know, well, in the nineties, the thirty barrel was like as big as they get. I don't know how how big was we had big balls. And you throw them out there, man. Yeah. Or remarkably naive. (laughs) Sometimes those are the same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I I do think Mike and I have talked about it and said if we if we knew what we were getting ourselves into, we probably wouldn't have done it. If if we were better educated about the the three tier system and all the challenges, um, you just wouldn't do it at all, or you would do it differently. Well, we would do it. Because it seems it. like you were very successful. Well, at what yeah, you're doing. But, well, it, it looks that way from 20 years ago. But <laughs> yeah, okay. you got to remember, our first 10 years we didn't make money. So, okay, did you not make money, or did you actively lose money the whole time? Well, it, it is when you're expanding. when you don't make money, you're actively losing money. Fair, fair. If you're expanding, you're making. You had you had uh, bottom line uh, black ink. You just took it and put it back into the into the company, right? I mean, yeah, but I mean, we didn't. There are a lot of people that didn't get paid. Like we didn't well, we didn't take paychecks. 
a long time. We we just bartended so every night. Beer and all your bartends, yeah. yeah. And that's how you you make your income, right? Right. So okay. you started out as a distributing uh, brewery. You didn't think uh, like that's kind of opposite of the model now. Usually you start out and we knew tap room is your money maker. We knew we were going to have a pub, but it took yeah. us a while to get that under our sure. our feet. And uh, quite honestly, like we'd already run out of money. So actually, all of our yeah. all of our furniture and our in our first pub. We built all the it's all the calm. tables ourselves. Yeah, and, pretty calm. You know, yeah. a little yeah. bit at a time where you had the money to like go to the on payday. You'd go to the lumberyard and get some wood and then build. Some yeah, more. run run down <laughs> to the depot and pick up some wood and right. you know, yeah. So, did, were there at Grand Rapids twenty years ago? Were there any craft beer drinkers there? What, what was going on? Yeah, that's my question too. Not what's, much. What's what's the beer you landscape like? You had to like develop those then. as well, right? You had to yeah. introduce these people. Yeah, I mean that, that's what I, that's when I when I talk about the landscape of the beer industry. That's yeah. It was about consumers. There weren't consumers out there. Um, and actually, the three of us were just talking about this on our, our way out here. Is that, you know, this new generation, the younger generations now, this is all they'll know is craft beer. Oh, yeah. Right. It's like it's, it's, and, you it's know, everywhere. And, and they kind of act like it, though, too. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I think so. Well, I know A lot do. of them do, yeah. I'm not getting all, like, worried about that too much. I mean, No, no, I'm not concerned about like, it. But it is. Like, I carried the cross. And did without beer for a long time. I'm happy now. That's all that matters, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. It, but it is. It is. It seems very different when you talk to people who who grew up learning about sure. it versus grew up. Here's all the information. Yeah, right. It's just. It's just a very different vibe. Yeah, and uh, you know, I th- one of the things that I think that helped us and helped like this whole. You know, I, I think of ourselves kind of second generation breweries because, you know, the guys that did all the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 10, 15 years before us. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were part of the generation of the advent of the Internet, and so information was becoming widely available. Yeah. They had access to information about um, about breweries, openings, events. Um, what to do if your beer is not the way you want it to be, that stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and a lot of the, the beer advocate mm-hmm. and rate beer, and they're, you know, all of a sudden, like, we had, we could have a, we could have a communication with our, with our core consumers. Sure. So it, it worked out really, really well. Did that, and, and that changed while you guys were were open already. You were open, and then you you started seeing the trickle of, of kind of feedback that's more easily accessible. Yeah, it actually started because somebody had a really bad experience in our tap room, hmm. and uh, they wrote about it on Beer Advocate. And then we were able to. I'd never really heard of Beer Advocate at the time, so I, I yeah. reached out to the guy, invited him in, had some drinks, talked about it. And, that's rad. And um, all of a sudden, he kind of opened our eyes to, you know, an, a new avenue of, you know, I guess social media yeah. at, at the time. And um, it, it helped us to connect to consumers. Cool. How does that, how does that information change what you guys are, are, are doing or change the, the kind of direction that you're taking things? I don't know if it's changed. I think what it did was it raised our awareness on how important it was to be genuine mm-hmm. Uh, to give a shit about other people, to give a shit about your customers, um, but it, you know, obviously, social media is probably our biggest platform and how we communicate to people. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. I mean, that's 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 the age that we live in right now. You know right. what I mean? It's it's our, that instant in, instant information, instant feedback, instant gratification. Our, our advertising dollars have come down, and it's we're putting all our money into into social. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's the market. I think that's where people are. Tasty, is that how you find out about a lot oh, of beers? Absolutely, too? absolutely. I'll Social media, a tabloid, or uh, <laughs> to the radio, or something. the Inquirer. Yeah, you know. What the hell are you reading? I can, I can, I can see Tasty reading like the Penny Saver like twenty but, years ago. Nothing in print. You got to go to the uh, airwaves. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's how, especially with ki- uh, Kickstarter. 
And these crowdfunding sites, people starting up breweries that way, too, which is a, a totally brand new way uh, in this generation for the last year or so to kind of raise awareness without actually even being open. Well, I'll it's say, kind of interesting. you know, the, the category has, has gotten so much attention that I think raising money for a brewery in today's world sometimes might even be easier than, you know, you look back 25 years ago and we were trying to do it and, you know, you had to explain to to the banks, you know, what a brewery is. And, yeah. the, the whole what's idea a, was what's so... What's a craft customer look like? Right. You go, I don't know either. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen one, but we're going to start with a brewery. That's right. Yeah. We'll find them. Yeah. We'll make them. Yeah. There you go. We'll what breweries were around uh, in Grand Rapids when you guys first started, or at least in Michigan in general? In Michigan, uh, you know, Kalamazoo, well, Kalamazoo Brewing Company, which is now Bell's Brewing Company. Okay. Um, so Larry started brewing back in, I believe, 1985. And I don't. I think he, along with I think Frankenmuth Brewing, uh, up in Frankenmuth Small Brewery, but they did a lot of contract brewing, mm-hmm. uh, and, th- and they were much larger. But um, it was really those two. Uh, I think there was a small brewery in Detroit called Detroit Mackinac that was very short lived. But there was just a handful of breweries, and um, when we started writing our business plan, because uh, I think our goal was to be, um, you know, the next brewery after Bell's, oh. yeah. and I think probably seven breweries open before we were able to raise money to you know People build out a place on the so. same track for sure. yeah. yeah okay all right so it was a challenge and quite honestly we were talking about it a couple days ago it was pretty cookie cutter everyone had a you know oh. back then everyone had a pale ale everyone had an amber ale sure. everyone mm-hmm. had some american wheat beer mm-hmm. and usually some type of dark beer and that was about it and that was a crazy lineup i think back then wasn't it well we considering yeah, like our our original yeah. portfolio had two year rounds and then we did a wheat beer for six months and a porter for six months and that was it okay Wow. So now I don't even know how big our portfolio is. But it's pretty it's huge. Right? First of all, it's a rad printout. Yeah. And it's this little catalog of basically a catalog of beers, man. Yeah. You guys are cranking a lot of yeah, beer a lot out. Of beers, a lot of different kinds of beers. So in Grand Rapids, when you started out, how many like bars carried craft beer? How many... How many accounts did you have? When you Not, were, enough. Not enough. <laughs> I think our I think our projections. I want to hear your stats. So there. our projections. I uh, Mike and I thought we were going to hit around two thousand barrels our first year. Mm-hmm. And Mike, you might know better. What was it about four hundred barrels? Or? I feel like it was like five. It's actually right here in this. I mean, I know it off the top of my head. Five hundred thirty-two. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah. So we our, our numbers were very impressive. Mike. Our, thank, you, thank you. Our projections were a bit off. Yeah. So uh, a thirty barrel system that's not many turns. No. Yeah. No. So we had plenty of time to build tables. <laughs> that's why I see. You, that's why I see you only had like three styles because I mean you had a shitload of each one every time you made it. Yeah. Very few handles to put it on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And Mike, when did you come on? So you're just to clarify for everybody, you're not the the, the business partner, Mike. I you're, am not. You're no. a different Mike. That's right. That's All right. right. Um, I've been with the company for seven years. Um, Founders has been. In a way, a part of my life, just for since like two thousand one, two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Like I was probably like I like to tell people I was one of the hippies. You had to skip around to get to the door <laughs> way back then. Uh, yeah, basically. Um, but I didn't start with a company till yeah, was it two thousand and ten? Started in the deli. I mean, all in all seriousness, it was just kind of a jerk off job in the deli. <laughs> That you know, I heard not literally. I hope. Li- <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> they had a shower upstairs. That's all I'm saying. There no. you go. Um, that's filthy. No, um, this is a filthy show. Yeah. No, I, right I started in the deli, just slanging sandwiches, um, just 
trying to figure something else out to do. I just got back from the Peace Corps, was working on my master's. Um, so you were going places until you had beer. Yeah, you know, everybody gets in that. I feel like everybody who works in the service industry reaches that point where they're like, I'm done with this. I never yeah. have to do this crappy thing again. Yeah. And then you go out to the world and some people it works and some people realize that the service industry is really where they need to be because mm-hmm. it's an amazing place to be. I mean, it kind of is. It's yeah. I, I think everybody should work in the service industry at least to have one job in their teens, learning how to communicate with people uh, and how to be really a good customer. I think is kind of what that teaches you. It teaches you patience. Like, I worked at Starbucks for three years, and that was the most valuable job I had as far as learning what to expect and and how to set reasonable expectations for shit that you're paying for. Absolutely. Because people can be be jerks, man, when they haven't had their coffee. Oh, my God. And that's their excuse. I'm so sorry. I haven't had my coffee yet. Okay. You're (laughs) still an asshole. Here it is. Just being an asshole. Still being an asshole. Yeah. Your face. Right. And so you're a Cicerone also now. Yeah, just passed the test. That's um, cool, man. That was terrifying for the month and a half. They make you wait until they tell you. Oh, geez. Tell you your uh, answers. Um, and Ray just, Ray, Ray, you know, he grades them right there. Yeah. Like the next day, but he just makes you wait. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> so what do you do for the company? Um, so now I am the uh, curriculum coordinator in oh. our education department. Um, if it sounds like it's made up, it's because I made up that job title. <laughs> uh, but basically, I... Um, I don't know. Founders kind of puts a lot of imp- importance on education, not only in house but also for the consumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do brewery tours for the public. We do them for retail accounts, wholesalers, other breweries, etc. Um, I develop classes for people in house, and some like uh, you know, if you work in a bar and you want to bring your staff in and learn more about founders beer and beer yeah. in general. We'll, We'll sit down with you, um, and that and that would and that's you teaching them about your company, uh, but also the process and flavors exactly. and all that kind of stuff. It's myself and four other people. Oh, wow, um, so that's a yeah. big team doing that. Yeah, we got a big education department. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we do. That's we really do, great. We do a lot of stuff. We do beer and food pairing events. And, okay. Uh, oh man, at the brewery, or do you travel to do that? Both with mostly, the, with the most of what we beers. do is in house. Okay, which is cool. Off flavor tastings as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. the sensory is. Those are so important, man. Is that <laughs> outside the QA department, or even the QA is involved in the. In the no, we. This is. Uh, this they is have their own education thing. for employees, outside people, whenever you're. Exactly. People. Yeah. Like to joke, you pay forty bucks to come hang out with me for two hours and drink bad beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We did that at uh, Sierra Nevada as part of the the beer camp last year. Uh, Friggin' invaluable. Absolutely. I mean, and it was just basically like uh, heat damaged beers. Uh, but just even doing that, you can really you just because nobody ever does that, that that whole kind of library tasting, I guess, of of, of damaged, crappy beers. Right. Our, yeah. our philosophy, you know, when we started hearing about this was probably, what, four years ago or so when we started our, our education department. Yeah. We started hearing about how many breweries were coming down, you know, the pike and mm-hmm. um, and in Grand Rapids. Um, Grand Rapids was voted Beer City USA. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. you know, as soon as that got announced all of a sudden you know back then i think we probably had six or seven breweries now we've got 24 25 my god six in the planning wow but um, six planning so yeah there's just always breweries popping up but it was my philosophy i'm like if if all these breweries are going to be here let's make sure people know what quality beer tastes like Mm -hmm. so let's start Mm -hmm. an education department to to better educate you know our wholesalers retailers and consumers so yeah 
That makes uh, sense, that's, man. That certainly would get you to the point where you could be called Beer City if all the beer that's made there <laughs> so is of good quality. Yeah. yeah. It's not the true around here, for sure. Well, I think that's the no. biggest challenge everywhere in the United States. It is. Because the category mm-hmm. has grown so quickly, and unfortunately, there's a lot of bad beer out there. Yeah. And uh, the difference between today's world and 20 years ago is... If if somebody twenty years ago, I mean, quite honestly, we were making some pretty janky beer for a while. <laughs> but uh, nobody knew, even yeah, even, yeah. The consu- there weren't enough consumers. But <laughs> it, it, you know, one having a brewery, the quality of Bell's, an hour right. south of you, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. really made us, you know, raise our level of. Sure. Why of, is their beer better than ours? Right. What, what do we need to do? Right. So. Competition uh, helped you raise your bar. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, and they set the bar pretty freaking high. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're a great brewery. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of our philosophy that we do everything we can to make better beer. Yeah. So, I love it. Yeah. Including teaching the community how to do the same. That's great. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, beer, let's. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to try some. I think we're going to have four, maybe even five beers cool. of yours, and we'll, we'll chat a little bit uh, with the guys from Founders. Uh, it's the session, everyone. Hang on. We'll be right back. Go get yourself a beer, too. Uh, you've earned it. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, their amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com do you know the three most important rules in brewing sanitation sanitation and sanitation and no one does it better than five star chemicals five star knows sanitation you can only sanitize clean equipment and five star knows how to clean too for craft brewers and home brewers five star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria pbw caustic acid cleaners star sand santa clean lubricants and defoamers ph stabilizer and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. 
Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. This is Matt Reynoldson from Firestone Walker Brewing Company, and you're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. All right, thanks for hanging out, everyone. I hope you guys got some beer. I hope you guys got some good beer. You know what I mean? Some good, solid beers. And uh, you know what makes good beer tasty? My mouth. My mouth. Good uh, equipment and good ingredients. Speaking of good ingredients, yes. Tasty, it's funny you mentioned good ingredients, how to make good beer. Those people at White Labs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Those, uh, those, those handsome people at White Labs. Uh, they have so many awesome and unique strains. How do you decide which ones to use? It's, well, I'm it's lazy. Tough. I use you know, one of the same six different yeasts, whatever. I'm Me doing. too. You know what I'll do is I'll go to the home brew I'll go to more beer, yeah. and I'll look at the chart. Yeah. yeah. But it, the chart, I, I, I can't anymore. Like, I've, I've, maybe I've seen too many infographics or whatever, but I, needed, uh, I need someone to tell me what to do in my advancing age. Um, but you can go to uh, whitelabs.com, and they just launched a yeast bank feature on their website, which allows you to browse their entire selection for the perfect strain to use in your next brew. You can search by style, keyword, homebrew, or professional size, uh, and more, actually, which is, wow, and more. Uh, visit whitelabs.com slash yeast bank to try it out. Don't keep guessing which strain will work best for you. Don't be JP. Do a quick search and find the perfect strain to make your next brew shine, baby. I like that. I like things that make it easier for me to do things that I like. I know. You know what I mean? The hobby is just in a great state right now. It right? really is, dude. It really. Wow, we're getting beers just coming in here left and right. Bev, what's this first beer we're going to drink from these? 
lovely people. Azaka. Azaka IPA. Delicious. Tell me about Azaka, please, while I sip and drink and look and uh, take it in. So Azaka is our new seasonal. Um, it is released in a 15-pack. It's an IPA, 70 IBUs. A 15-pack? Yeah. Founders, uh, about two years ago, introduced uh, Craft Beer's first 15-pack. Um, wow. There's a sea of 12-packs out there. And, yeah. You know, it was basically, you know, what can we do to, to uh, set ourselves apart a little bit? Yeah. And, yeah. Was that the all day? Is that? Yep. Uh, yeah, it was. It should make sense in that lighter. Yeah, so it's a, it's a session IPA. and uh, It's what I've been drinking. It's so good. We, yeah, so we thought, what can we do? You know, it's, we use the word crushable. And, uh, yeah. you know, we, we don't want people buying a 12-pack and then. Feeling that they got to run back to the store, so no, like, let's add three more beers. To <laughs> it. Sorry for those people. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate it. I, I, think I appreciate you take those things and glue three of them together. Really, to, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's it's really just to save like uh, gas in the environment, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. The more you can buy it in bulk, the, it's it's the better for the, the world. It's for a smaller carbon footprint. That's right. You're welcome. <laughs> That's right. Well, you're doing a great job. Fifteen five. That's good. Yeah. So tell me about uh, Azaka. Is that how you pronounce it? Azaka. Azaka. It's a it's a hop that was created by. Um, a couple farm, a few farmers out in Yakima, and uh, initially it just started out with you know initially a few plants, and then it turned into uh, I think now they have over 500 acres. Wow! So uh, Azaka is uh, the Haitian god of agriculture, and uh, the interesting okay. thing about this hop is you know it's obviously an aroma hop. Um, yeah, it's got tons of tropical notes. Papaya, it really does, man. Yeah, papaya, pineapple. Um, this is that lemon orange. This is that juicy hop. I think one of those juicy hops that people talk about. Yeah. Or this would fall into that category. Have you heard certainly about this would, before? Certainly would. This would be hop they would use. Yeah. When they put the haze in the beer, yes. Like tons of juicy fruit. Even in the, I mean, flavor. It am I, am I supposed to be getting that? Just terrific. Yeah, this yeah way. it tastes it's really got, good. It's got a great mouthfeel. It's interesting through the middle and at the end. It's great. That's delicious, man. Yeah, it's it's been doing really really well for us. How long? And this is just came out in January, right? Yep. Okay. And so this beer's be- got a lot of malt carriage right behind it too. I mean, it just—it's got the color just begs that it tastes. It's just kind of beer I like. I think you'll—you'll you'll see that with a lot of our beers, mm-hmm. uh, and especially um, you know like our Centennial IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, Centennial was is our our IPA that compared to a lot of the IPAs out here on the West Coast. Um, there's no question that Centennial's got a much larger malt backbone to it. Okay. Hmm. Um, no malt for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This okay. is more like a yeah, West Coast uh, sort of take, right? Is well, I don't know. I, we used to have a beer called Red's Rye. We used to call it Rye PA, uh-huh. and then Ooh. turned into uh, Red's Rye IPA. Okay. And um, to me, this this beer reminds me a lot of, of Red. We call it Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, the Azaka hop is obviously predominant here, and uh, yeah, it's a delicious beer. Very good. It is really good. Hi, Warren. Hi, Jason. Traffic, huh? Yeah, I left uh, Los Gatos at two thirty, and oh, I'm just getting here. Oh man! Yeah, I when I left, I looked at my phone for traffic at two. It said zero traffic, hour and five minutes, no problem. Okay. I at two thirty when I left, it said I would get here at four. 
Jeez. And it just shifted that much. Uh, yeah. Two hours. Yeah. Wow. They were two hours off today, apparently. Wow. Well, you guys haven't seen rain in like five years, though. So I mean, I <laughs> right. The sky Something. is falling. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair to Even drive Even when it drizzles slow. for like half a day, people are going, oh my God, I got to slow down. I'm sure you guys get it in the snow a lot, but I don't know. Maybe people are used to it. No. no? I, I think we're so used to the weather changing in Michigan. We're Lucky. so close to, to the Great Lakes that, uh, you know, it yeah. changes, you know, by the hour. Well, the states with seasons, I think, is. We have two seasons, which is fall and summer. Yeah. <laughs> this is new to us. We don't really have, like, seasons. We just have Michigan. Okay. It's its own thing. It's yeah. a fifth season. It's basically, uh, yeah, they say if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Okay. But... <laughs> that sounds I don't good. like this weather. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and then what's next, I think, is the uh, the all day. All day. And I, I hate, to, we I hate to rush, it? but we have uh, all, every day. Every yeah. wait, all day, every day. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what we should do. Or every day. Which one is it? Um, probably the second one. The second one for you. Oh, Tell I, me about I, the all day. So this okay. is the second beer I've ever had from you guys. The first one was the breakfast out. Sure. Randomly, because you you're recently in California, but for the most part, we when we would have to go to like NHC in uh-huh. Grand Rapids. I think was maybe the first time I had the breakfast out, which was delicious. Um, and then this is the second beer, which is also delicious. So, Founders, we kind of cut our teeth making pretty high-gravity beers. Uh, for years, our number one seller was a beer called Dirty Bastard Scotch Ale. You know, 8.5% Scotch Ale. Yeah. Uh, big malt bomb. Um, and we kind of, this was early on, around 2001, we kind of changed our whole philosophy and kind of came up with what we call the brood for us philosophy. And it was basically a fuck you to everyone else. And stuff. Yeah. Um, I love it already. We we were on the brink of bankruptcy and said, we're going to start brewing beers that we want to drink. And all the beers got bigger and bolder and more complex, uh, a lot more aromatics. See, wh- what were you doing before? You- Initially, when we opened up, be- kind of what we are going back to earlier, there wasn't a craft consumer out there. So initially, we thought oh, really? we needed to brew very pedestrian-like beers to bring people into the category. Okay. Um, you know, we were kind of like the... You Which know. would make sense. That, yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, we're kind of like the Sam Adams of craft beer. We're right. Like, let's and I mean yeah. that. I mean that in a great way. Yeah, for it, sure. Like, make really well balanced, nice beers that yeah. were approachable. Yeah. But um, as I said earlier, when we opened up, you know, a bunch of other breweries were all doing the very the, the same thing, mm-hmm. and you know, Mike and I kind of looked at each other and said, you know, we're not really happy doing this. We're not we're not brewing beers that we're super excited about. Yeah. So why don't we brew beers that, that we want to drink? And right. Our philosophy immediately changed to, I mean, it was kind of overnight. We said, from this day forward, every beer, we'll get the best ingredients available. We're going to change our process. We're going to do everything we can to make this beer better. <laughs> and being a product-driven company, mm-hmm. you know, out of, you know, people have been brewing beer for thousands of years. So all yeah. of a sudden we said, let's, you know, throw away the rule book and let's start playing and having fun. So we started experimenting with chocolates and coffees and fruits and herbs mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we were one of the first breweries to start barrel aging product. Oh, wow. We were the first brewery yeah. to ever put a barrel aged product into a bottle nice. with Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Nice. Um, and what happened after that? So that's kind of where we, you know, we were right on the brink of bankruptcy. So we, okay. we honestly thought, you know, this is going to be our swan song mm-hmm. and we're going to go out of business anyway. But um, <laughs> right. what happened was we found that there was a whole consumer base of beer enthusiasts who really wanted and deserved more ready to quality take beer. A step up. They're ready to, to, to yeah. challenge the, your palates. They were clearly looking for somebody to take this direction. Yeah. And we, you know, we didn't know it. Yeah. But they, they started coming out of the woodwork and people started communicating with us saying, you know, I love this. And so it, all of a sudden we, we got to be a, a bit creative and 
um, have fun. I, th- I think it's something like that. It can't be really spoken, you know what I mean? Put into words not, from, from the community it's itself. Mm-hmm. Right, you know? especially back when you guys were doing it. it, it, it you, you can't really put a word to it or put a phrase to it. But, uh, you know, I think beer drinkers, we all kind of have this common goal to drink the best beer we can. Right. And you guys being beer drinkers figured that out. Yeah, but well, we, we found that we had... You know something in common with other beer enthusiasts that other people wanted wanted more. Yeah. But so that's where we kind of cut our teeth, and that's you know that's where Curmudgeon and Devil Dancer and um, back well Backwoods Bastard and a whole bunch of beers yeah. came out. Um, you know, then twelve what twelve fourteen years into it, mm-hmm. the one issue that we had is we never had a, a product that was lower in alcohol that was a high volume brand, and nor did we have what what I refer to as a flagship. You know, some people knew founders for Dirty Bastards. Some people knew founders for Breakfast Out or KBS. Yeah, but no one. Ah, okay. And so um, all of a sudden we said, you know, we knew that there were more people that are getting um, introduced to the category. And we said, why don't we create a beer? Let's not dummy down an IPA. Let's create a new style of beer that has all the characteristics that you'd expect from founders, Hmm. but lower in alcohol. And Mm -hmm. so... In 2009, that was our challenge, and it took us about three and a half, four years to nail a recipe down. Wow, that long? Yeah, Jeez. It, was, yeah. it was a long time. Yeah. And that is the all-day IPA? And that, that yeah. turned into all-day IPA. And that must be, You were early on uh, making those, right? Did anybody else make a, a session IPA? I don't know or if anyone... I don't know if anyone else was making a session. I, I think you might have been the early, early on. If not but we, uh, that has now, and I mean, the beer just took off. You know, initially yeah. it came out as a six-pack. It was the catalyst for us to uh, make uh, purchase a canning line. It came out in a 12-pack for about three days. And then okay. we came up with the idea of the 15-pack. Okay. And, um, you know, we continually were opening up new markets. And, you know, our, our brewery at this point was growing you know, even as a 15-year-old brewery, we're still growing at like 50% a year. Wow! So it's uh, it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. So now now, like all, it, man. now all day is uh, it's over 50%, just over 50% of our our volume. Wow, well, that's great. What I like about it is that it's not like a lot of the session IPAs that come out are kind of thin, and uh, they have a lot of hop flavor, but it, it, it's bordering astringent for me. Yeah. Um, and this has a nice malt backbone, and it's it tastes like a like a lower IPA. I mean, it, yeah. it, it it actually is what it is. It's, it it's tastes a like lower an IPA, IPA, but it's four percent, four point yeah. seven. But it has it has a lot of that body in that in that mid palate. That that I think you need to carry it through to really get the point across. That, I think that was what what took us so long. Yeah. To, to develop the recipe was finding the right malt backbone to support the hops. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I mean, the hops we were playing around from with hops, uh, experimental hops and hops from New Zealand and Australia and all over the place. But, it, it you know, I'm glad we, we waited. and uh, Me too. Yeah, we, <laughs> but we finally, to be honest with you. But, and we, we hear that all the time because yeah. the, the balance. We, we talk about yeah. balance all the time at Founders. Yeah, and a lot of people yeah. don't like it in, in craft beer anymore, like the balance, because IPA shouldn't be balanced. But it's balanced within the style guidelines. Right. And, and I think this is, this is a, a, a balanced beer for a session IPA. Right, it doesn't have to. Be, balance doesn't necessarily need to be a bad thing. Um, you guys got to go, but I I want to drink one last beer with you. We can drink them both. Okay, we're fine. You sure? Yeah. You're right. You guys are cool with it. I'm. We're, we're like, I, 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 totally, I want to keep you for another. I, fucking I would 20 prefer minutes. just one beer, actually. Oh, just yeah. Warren, get out of town. <laughs> All right, I will. <laughs> um, 
Well, we have three beers coming up. We have the Porter, the Backwoods Bastard, and the Dirty Bastard, I believe, Bev? Yeah. Okay. Uh, which do you want to? Which do you guys want to tackle first? Let's do Dirty and Backwoods. Okay, let's do that. So the, the Dirty is one we just got. The Dirty is the last one I'm handing out right now. Okay, Bev's handing out the Dirty Bastard now. We should drink okay. Dirty first. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's do that first. Tell me about the Dirty Bastard while we're waiting for, for the lovely Miss uh, Beverage. Uh, so, so Dirty Bastard was really what I refer to as the beer that put us on the right path. So okay. that, that story I just told about, you know, we were brewing pedestrian beers, and Dirty Bastard was the, the really the beer that, um, at the time when this came out, you got to remember that people had not yet acquired a taste for for big IPAs, for bitterness. Ooh, when was that? Because I, like I don't remember. This was like 2000, 2001-ish. Okay, yeah. Yeah, at least in the Midwest. You yeah, know? Scotch I, I, I was do king, think, man. I do think, yeah. uh, you know, regionally, people's, you know, depending on how mature a market is. But in the Midwest, there's no question. People had not acquired a taste for hops. And so, I agree. So I we, agree. we knew we needed to do something that was different that's going to set us apart, but it had to be a big malt bomb. Yeah. And so um, we decided to brew a beer. We kind of went through the BJCP guidelines and really just kind of rifled through it and then kind of ended up on us, you know, doing a Scotch ale. Okay, and um, we're like, let's let's make it big and bold, and make sure that when people drank it, they remembered it or, or yeah. forgot it. And uh, <laughs> anyway, and either way, so we Look our brewery's <laughs> out in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is quite possibly the most conservative area in the entire country. Okay, so um, when we decided, you know, to brew this style of beer and call it Dirty Bastard, yeah, our you know again. You got to remember, our, our investors have at this point written us off. Uh, so they oh, no. decide that we're going to brew this beer, an eight and a half percent Scotch ale, and they're like, "Oh, is that a popular style?" And we're like, "Yeah, not not really." <laughs> yes. They're like, "Oh, do, do you make great margins?" Like, "No, no, no the margins terrible. are terrible." No. And they're like, "Oh, is it going to sell well on draft?" We're like, "No, it's really high mm-hmm. in alcohol, so no one's going to want to carry it." <laughs> and we're going to call it Dirty Bastard, and they're like, "You guys are idiots." Yeah. But it, it honestly did. It put us on the map. Hmm. And what I always tell people is, is it wasn't Founders Pale Ale. It wasn't Founders yeah. Amber Ale. It was Dirty Bastard. It was Dirty and Bastard. And also it had a, little, uh, had a little grit to it. And it yeah. was a little sexy and a bit irreverent. And, and, by, and, and by this time in your history, social media is up alive and well. It, it, it was starting. fast. Right? Yeah, it was starting. It was but for the first time ever, we had um, distributors calling us oh, saying, yeah. hey, I, I, I just heard about you guys. Yes. Oh, wow. And For this I'm, beer. Yeah. And okay. I mean, prior to that, I mean, we would send samples out to people and they wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even fucking drink them. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so Dirty Bastard came out and like okay. I said, it, it's honestly like not my favorite style of beer. I typically drink oh, no. more hop forward beers, but yeah. um, this was the beer that kind of gave us the, I think the confidence to run our own business. Okay. And, uh, like after Dirty Bastard, that's when we started introducing, you know, Devil Dancer, Curmudgeon Old Ale. We did a beer called Bad Habit. Uh, our Russian Imperial Stout came out. Uh, yeah. Double Trouble. So it, it allowed us the, the confidence yeah. to run our own business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and but, you run your own, do your own style and be and be at that at that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is the beer I would have keyed on back then too, because I started drinking about ninety eight, no, ninety nine. You know, and it was. Malty beers. I was drinking a lot of McEwen no, Scotch honey, Ale, like a lot yeah. of McEwens and a lot of Rogue. Yeah. There are uh, the mixed Scotch, little little uh, extra small bottles. This would have fit right into my fridge, absolutely, hundred percent. So this this is a really fun beer. I think Mike had a really good idea about trying them side by side. So I, I mentioned earlier that we we started playing around with barrel aging fairly early on. I think it was around two thousand 
2001 or 2002-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back then, our, our pagers didn't have cameras on them, so it's not well documented. But um, anyway, so we started barrel-aging uh, a beer called Kentucky Breakfast Out, and about three or four years later, um, we ended up putting... I think we just yielded more beer than what we expected to mm-hmm. in one of the batches of Dirty Bastard, and we had a couple barrels just sitting there. So it's like, fuck it, let's just, just do it. Yeah, yeah, because that's what you wanted, right? Yeah. And it, I mean, it, this was a happy accident. Yeah. And then uh, so trying these two beers side by side, yeah. the is, dirty is and the backwoods, and bastard. the backwoods bastard. Okay. It's the exact same liquid. Really? Yeah. Let's try it. I, I haven't tried it. What yet. a huge difference! Yeah. yeah, it is. They're night and day. So the the backwoods is uh, uh, aged in bourbon barrels. Yeah. What kind? Can you say what kind of bourbon? I could, but I won't. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. We actually, I mean, we use a variety of different um, distillers, but okay. Um, you know, this oh, year, man. pretty amazing. Right? That's super different. Wow. <laughs> so this year, uh, or was it last year? I think we used. 15,000 bourbon barrels. Wow. So, so a few. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. a small program. Yeah. <laughs> so we God actually just damn. finished building a, uh, a whole new brewery uh, called the Barrel House, which is just about a mile and a half down the road from our our large production facility. But we just brought in an 85-barrel brew house, um, and that, that facility is exclusively for uh, our barrel-age program. Warren, what, let's pick out what bourbon this is. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm assuming it's a blend of barrels, but uh, let's just pretend that we know what we're talking okay. about. Um, I'm gonna say it's I, actually just one really big barrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a whole warehouse. Just it's a fooder. It's a one giant warehouse shaped fooder. It's a building shaped fooder. <laughs> right? Yeah. If I were there, if he, yeah. I say Buffalo Trace. I think more Woodford. Hmm. We're, okay. not, we're not. We're not correct. No, no probably okay. not. No, right, right. It is a bourbon whiskey. No. Oh. All right. Oh, what are you talking? <laughs> yeah. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about bourbon whiskey. Yeah, I think it's a bourbon whiskey. Actually, you know, I was thinking that too. Actually, yeah. you know, that I was sitting with it a little bit more as it warms up. Mm-hmm. More of mm-hmm. the bourbon whiskey right. flavor yeah. is coming out on a second taste. Right, definitely a bourbon whiskey. At first, I thought whiskey bourbon. But, right. Uh, wow, it's that's uh, that's as really as soon good. As we start the waterboarding. We'll find out everything. We'll get it out of them. Beverly, lock the doors. <laughs> Pull the curtain. You have well, genital cuffs. Yeah. I'll tell you nothing <laughs> unless you got twenty bucks. That's for fun later. <laughs> Wow, that uh, really it definitely changes. It's, it's changes. The there's almost like uh, a peach thing, like a maybe I don't know about dried peaches, but you know what I mean, like a macerated peach flavor. I don't know. Sorry, Tasty, oh, I didn't no, mean to no, cut no, you off. No, there's an ester in there that gives a lot of fruit character, right? So I never uh, never got that before, but now I'm getting this it's like, really, dried apricots. It's yeah, really it's good. A, oh, it's delicious. Yeah, and it, like like totally changes the mouthfeel because like the charcoal inside of the barrels just kind of. Yeah, completely up. A little more tannin, a little more, a little more dryness. Well, I like, you know, to me, that's I like that bourbon. I mean, the barrel character more than I would do on like an imperial stout because imperial mm-hmm. stout, the stout character seems to take over it and covers up a lot of the barrel character. Yeah. Totally, this yeah. beer yeah. lets it lets a little bit more subtle. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a scot. I mean, if I have, it's been fifteen years. But a, a Scotch ale in a bourbon barrel, or a Scotch barrel, or a Scotch barrel, or, or a bourbon Scotch whiskey barrel. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like like you were saying, a lot of the times, it's Imperial Stouts. Oh, yeah. And it's the acrid mm-hmm. kind of beers, yeah, but they're, they're not kind of, not something like that. The pH that. is really low. And, yeah. yeah. 
and you get the the coffee ashy flavors. Whereas mm-hmm. in, the, in the Scotch ale, you get more of the bready, sweet, caramely malt flavors. Yeah, that are almost more complementary to bourbon and whiskey flavors yeah. than the roast. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, they definitely go very well together. I'll say this: first time beers. we ever tried this beer, the, yeah. the Backwoods Bastard, mm-hmm. we all looked at each other like. What the hell? Why have Why haven't we been doing this for like five years? We got to flip this around. Like, right here, four we, half barrels of their clean beer. And we, we get right. a We get a lot of attention for Kentucky Breakfast Stout, which, yeah. which is a great beer. I don't want to take anything away from it, but yeah. internally, you know, most of us at founders will they'll drink Backwoods Bastard over KBS. Oh, geez, is it Is it nice to have like something else to be known for besides the flagship? Well, Does that I, make sense? I still don't even like to say that we have a flagship. Okay. Um, you know, and I, I think you know if you look at our portfolio, um, you know, kudos to our to our entire team. Our production guys are so they're so dialed in. Um, you know, you look at some of the, the ratings from Rate Beer, Beer Advocate, mm-hmm. and um, I, I just think we're pretty dialed into to what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, across the board. I, Thing you know, we, and we hear that from a lot of other breweries. They say you guys just don't make a bad beer. Yeah. Um, that's, and, that's what you once said. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be known for one brewery. It's honestly one of the scary things about All Day IPA. It has grown so quickly, so fast. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I keep reminding our sales folks. I'm like, remember, we've got an entire portfolio of brands <laughs> out there that you know, for years, Dirty Bastard was our number one seller. For you know, then for about eight years, Centennial IPA was our number one yeah. seller. Now, All Day comes out, and it's just, you know, setting records. It's the wow. third highest volume IPA in the country right now. Wow. Number one selling craft can in the country. And um, Congratulations. That's, it's cool. that's huge, It's man. cool, yeah. but I just don't – I want people to remember that we cut our teeth on you know, a portfolio brand. As yeah. a drinker, and I know a lot of those guys, uh, we I would drink Session Beer as, as more of a, like, this is what I need right now, mm-hmm. right? I think – I think, of you know – the people that drink a fair amount of craft beer are going to drink a fair amount of that beer, but they they go to the beers they like. Mm-hmm. Right. So just because your volume says your flagship beer uh, is a, is a session beer, you know the all day IPA doesn't mean that Centennial IPA isn't the most the most favorite of your beers right. or whatever yeah. some other beer. Yeah. Yeah. Got, you know beers are just so situational. Yeah, yeah. right. Depends on what you're doing. Yeah, right. I think we got three beers coming out like all day. Uh, PC Pills and Mosaic Promise, like all three of those are under six percent, and there's still beers that a, an avid craft beer drinker would want to just sit thank down you. and drink. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you, for, thank uh, you for bringing a, a lager a, first of all. Wait, a Pilsner, yeah. 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 But six percent hoppy beers, those are great. I love that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's my they can jam. still make beer under six <laughs> yeah. percent. I, I think it's a new law. The, oh, okay. the AB is or the BA has been uh, you know lobbying. We actually did. Oh, the first I'll believe one. it when I see it. There was never one before we did, actually. It's well done, Dave. One what? <laughs> never one what? A beer below 6%. Oh, yeah. God, you guys are inventors. <laughs> the founders <laughs> of things. Yeah. That's right. Those are great bastards. What's the other one? The, dark the, other one. the, the darker oh, one. Oh, that's Porter. The Porter. Founders Porter. So Founders Porter is actually, I believe, our most, I think it's our most awarded beer, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. I think we've won more awards for that than anything else ever. I, yeah. I wonder if I can know off the top of my head. Just give me a second to, to, to remember, to scroll it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your, your brain's so, so big. Uh, awards, the GABF, World Cup, that kind of stuff, yep. or anything in Europe or anything like that? You can send them over there? I think, Robust yeah. Porter? I don't know. I, but honestly, we used to, we used to get a bunch of awards. Thank you. And, you know, we're, we're t- typical Midwesterners, so... 
uh, all of our awards literally went into a, a two-door filing cabinet. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. we pulled them out. We, and we just get these in the mail every now and then. <laughs> I, I, no, and those, those pizza boxes. We no, no, no we, we actually put them up in a, in a, a room upstairs. But. Yeah. There you go. But after, you know, the words, you get, yeah, a few of them that kind of. We found a, a silver medal for a flexography. <laughs> Which I don't know what that is, but you got a silver medal for it. So. Flexology? <laughs> it's sitting oh. in the uh, embassy right now. Really? Yeah. Flexology. Flexography. Hmm. Flex- yeah. what, what was that? What is I, that? I literally have no idea. But uh, we may never know. Do you, do you have a historian? At this point, you guys need a historian. Like Rogue, Rogue has like a museum. That's what you guys need, man. You need someone to bring along Francesca. Yeah. Do you know Francesca? Are you, are you, you our know? historian? <laughs> Christina, Christina yeah. acted. Christina acted as our historian for a while, and then her husband ended up getting a job out of state. So I don't know if I could uh, take that on right now, but you know what? <laughs> you know, maybe we'll give you a new title. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, there what? you go. Oh, new yeah. titles come with more pay. So yeah, change her to director. She'll listening. hire somebody. Flexology Trent, historian. <laughs> <laughs> Just about that beer, right? I know the recipe. I Very know who specific. Brewed it. I know all the brew days. You got a silver medal. <laughs> Maybe Warren, Francesca Warren, might take your job as flexology. Oh yeah, it, are, is it, are the applications <laughs> being taken? They're right in now? the mail right Absolutely. now. Okay. The position yeah, okay. is open. <laughs> made it so. That's right. Uh, well, where can we find your beers, you guys? I know we can go on the site and look, but how many states are you in right now? I don't know. Forty. Uh, we're in forty-two states right now. The historian, yeah. Yeah, we are. Uh, we've actually 42 been forty-two states. Yeah. So, and, well, welcome uh, to the to the West Coast. Yes. Yeah, Which was, eight do you not like? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everyone hates Florida and Alaska. Well, we know okay, that. Fair, sure. Yeah. So I will. Uh, we will be looking at opening up the rest of the states in the next couple of years. Wow. Um, and a lot of it, oftentimes, it, it, you know, historically, it's been due to capacity issues. Uh, we've gone through a couple major. Uh, you know, really a major, major uh, expansion last couple of years. We added a 300-barrel brew house. Uh, wow. So, That's crazy. So now we have a 3-barrel, a 30-barrel, two 85-barrel brew house. Actually, no, three 85-barrel brew houses. And then El Gigante is our 300-barrel brew house. And um, this last... What are you doing with all these brew houses, man? <laughs> and what's your, uh, your big, what's your big fermenter? What's your largest fermenter? Our, so during our last expansion, we brought in 15, 1,200-barrel fermenters. 15, huh? And then mm-hmm. we're just we're kind of in the midst, finishing up phase two of this this last expansion, and we'll have room for 18 additional. Mm-hmm. So what? once, we, once mm-hmm. we drop in those 18, um, then our capacity at our existing location will be just... Just shy of a million barrels. And how many barrels did you produce this year that just ended? Uh, was it three three forty eight? Three hundred forty eight last year. What do you wouldn't if I asked the same question a year from now? What would you say? <laughs> uh, more than three hundred forty eight. I can confidently tell you that. Why? So we, uh, I'm guessing, we'll be in the, in the fours. Why eighty five barrel brew houses? Is that some hectoliter yeah. normal number? Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, it's easier because you know we're Americans. So, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just check the flag. That's why I said normal number. Yeah. In right. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of awesome, king of segways over here. Uh, have you guys seen the uh, Brew Guru? App. It's built for homebrewers and beer lovers. It delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. You just plug in your AHA membership number, and you can kind of flash that at anybody who uh, will give you a discount, or just anybody in general. Just walk down the street and, and just flash, flash it, like, right. uh, like in Wayne's World, when they're showing the backstage passes. Just show everybody that yeah. you're in the know. Oh, flash the app. 
Flash the app. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not be more specific. Not the ass, but not, the app. Not oh, okay. that raincoat kind of deal. I don't know. I might get a bigger discount. <laughs> not that raincoat kind of deal. It's cold out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too cold for it's that. It's very chilly. You're going to get a lot of blowback. Hey, I, I, don't know, I know the ins and outs, but any tips you can give us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a March to September action uh, only. Thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with BrewGuru, you effortlessly find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. You can level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles from Zymergy, which you get automatically with your AHA membership, which you don't need to use the BrewGuru app, but uh, you still get the articles, which is pretty cool. And you can use the brewery locator. You find nearby breweries, taprooms, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops, brew pubs, wherever you are, that will give you your AHA discount. You no longer need to remember it or go to their website and do the active search. It will just push it to you. Check it out at homebrewersassociation.org, or it's like on the Android store and the iPad store or whatever. If on us, you can find that. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, that's good. Yeah. If you found us, you can find that. Exactly. I love it, Tasty. We should make it hard for them. That's a lot shorter of a commercial. <laughs> it's not very. It's, it's a good tagline. Uh, yeah, I can't ever, ever emphasize how that thing pushes you a discount ahead. I mean, literally, you could be in a neighborhood you, you sell them in. Yeah, and it'll tell you there you got a discount at a bar just a block away. And you're like, uh, I want to cash out here and go yeah. right <laughs> down over there. I think it'll be great. Cool. Well, guys, thanks for coming in, Francesca, the historian of, of, of founders, and uh, yeah. Mike and Dave. Thank so. you very much. Yeah, thank for you. Sure. <laughs> I guess that's uh, what I do. Now. Thanks for it, it for for bad. talking beer. And I wish we had more time, but you have a, a packed area of the bar here to go chat with that's people. Cool. So um, go do that. I guess go keep talking to people about beer. But uh, everything I've had has been great. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm glad you guys are in California, and uh, you know you're off to Seattle tomorrow, We're right? In Seattle tomorrow, yeah. wow. and then uh, for a couple of days, and then back to GR. Wow, oh, it's crazy. Well, good luck, man. Keep making some good beers because we, uh, we we need we need beers like this, man, for sure. Thanks for having us. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're going to do some feedback. We're going to do the Twitter game. Uh, we're going to talk. Uh, I don't know. We'll probably talk to Warren. Um, why? I don't know. Just because I brought a beer. That's why. It's oh, the session, everyone. Hang on. We'll be back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. At the end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it. On tap at Moylan's. 
in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, white yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at hoptech.com. Hoptech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hopped character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey, guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Everyone, welcome back. <clears throat> Man, I like those founders, guys. Yeah. They were great. 
I mean, I, I got to hang out for five minutes. Thanks. They were nice for five minutes. They were nice for five minutes, man. They were much nicer when you weren't here, though, which is weird how that happened. Well, I think that's probably a, a common occurrence. <laughs> Everyone was better when Warren... Oh, Warren, dude, you came here too late. Oh, you missed shit. it. You missed the best part of the yeah? whole thing. They were handing out $100 bills in what? the studio. You're just peeling them off. What? Making it rain? Making it rain. Bev got at least uh, five grand. Wow. And you missed it. Those guys are nice. They're nice people, man. Bev needs it. Bev, Bev not only needs it, deserves it. Deserves it. Yeah. Well, she needs it. I heard that. <laughs> she also needs it, too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of needs, <clears throat> if you need hops, go to Nico Brew, dude. NicoBrew.com. He has the hops you're looking for. He has everything. Super fast turnaround. Everything's nitrogen flushed, vacuum sealed in mylar, uh, so you can keep them in your freezer. Just stock up. And if you're looking for a big bulk buy, Go to pro.nicobrew.com and you can get 44 pound boxes like for your club or whatever. Uh, but you don't, you no longer need a wholesale retail license. You don't need to do any of that shit. You don't need oh. to be a brewer. You don't need to be a homebrew shop. You now, Warren, can go buy 44 pounds of hops. If I needed 44 if you, pounds if you need for 44, my personal yes. use. Okay. Right. Uh, but if you, you know, homebrew club or whatever, yeah. man, it's, uh, it, it's there for you. Uh, no retail account needed. I think he also has shirts and stuff too. So, nicobrew.com, guys, check him out. Nico Brew's a good dude. He's been supporting the BN for a very long time, probably right. too long. Do you still owe him lunch meat shows? We well, we've done one, and we owe yes, we do. We owe we owe all oh. of the people who who com, who contributed to the Indiegogo campaign at least two more episodes. Oh. We're doing two more shows. Nice, yeah. I think it'll be cool. I mean, maybe. Well, we can hope. Suck. We can hope. <laughs> right. We can, that's all we can do. Um, speaking of all we can do, let me let me just cross that off. Uh, I did the AJ one. Um, I haven't done Williams. Okay. All right. <clears throat> it's a short show today, man. I wish I had right. much more time with those founders. I mean, there was a lot of information. Being uh, uh, around for twenty years or over twenty years, like. Yeah. You got you got a lot of information to throw out, and uh, and I, yeah. I wanted to talk recipes. I wanted to talk everything, but unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards. So we got to have them back. That's what I was hoping for. That's yeah. what I was hoping that you guys talked about all that stuff before I got here. No, it's kind of just the standard like. Uh, Tell me about the company. How did you get involved in brewing in the first place and what kind of happened? But Dave, he, he's been around, man. And I like talking to those kind of industry dogs yeah. who've been around a long time because they don't kind of don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. You know yeah, what I mean? they'll say what they want. <clears throat> yeah, and he's just like, eh, whatever it is, what it is, man. We yeah. don't have a flagship, and I don't really care about it. Right. Deal with it. Yeah, I like it. Drink this beer. It was cool, man. Yeah. It was neat. And they roll like six deep, man. I know. They came in like uh, before the show. Kevin brought everybody in. He's like, all right, here's everyone from Founders. And it's like, people I don't know. I don't remember your name. You're Mike. I don't remember your <laughs> name. Uh, Francesca, I remember you. And I remember Dave. And there's uh, some guy in the back going, hi. Hey, I, yeah. I have no idea who anybody is. Well, they had so many people that they had a little barricade up. In, a, in the hop grenade. We have a VIP that section That I totally form. just demolished <laughs> when I was running back here. I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. This is new. I it's, can see that. Kevin rearranged the furniture. Of course he did. It's like, I'm going to get this motherfucker. Right. I'm going to get this dude. Um, okay. So anyway, we're back on track. Let me uh, pull up uh, the feedback here. We got some feedback to do. Oh, wow. You guys just jumped right into it. Uh, yeah, we did, man. Uh, because again, we we had to, you know, it's even an hour earlier because they had to get to their gig at six, which is just right, oh, right. the door. And we kept them for twenty <laughs> minutes longer, so I really, it's pretty cool. That, that's where they had to go. That's that's why the barricade is there. So now oh. they're out there like doing a Q and A and a whole a whole thing. Oh, how does the hop grenade Q and A trump? The Brewing Network, bro. If I knew, session. I would tell you. I just, uh, I all just right. here. I'm just here, and uh, I like it. It's or something all right. like that. Yeah. 
I don't know, Bev. <laughs> no one can are hear you, you, though. Are you double fisting? Yeah. No one can hear Bev because she's not on the mic. Um, all right, feedback, Warren. Here we go. You ready? All right. <clears throat> let's, let's back the feed. All right. Um, hi. This is from Josh. Hi. Hi. Uh, you can say hi. To Beth. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> first up, like everybody mentions, I'm sure, thanks for all the great info. I learned to brew because of all you at the BN. So, thanks. I'm making my way over to California on the 18th of February, 2017, and I will be there for a week. I'm over for training at the Tesla factory in Fremont. This guy works at Tesla. That's oh, so he's close. Yeah. Uh, so I can't go everywhere, but I have one day free before I start. So I was going to try to make it to the Hop Grenade, but I was hoping you guys could suggest some places between or around Fremont and the Hop Grenade that have great beards. I have no idea. Jo- Thanks, Josh. First of all, Josh, I want my free Tesla. Yeah, I commute a lot, mm-hmm. and I go right by that charging station, so I feel like I should be a good uh, test for <laughs> any of, high mileage cars sort of that they need. Yeah, I will do that. <laughs> some sort of some sort of sightless um, program. Yeah, right. Yeah. They, they have the, the Teslas. Don't they drive themselves some feature? I could test that because my car literally, I just lock the steering wheel <laughs> with a and club. put it on cruise control <laughs> yeah, take a nap. and just go. Yeah. yeah, that's smart of you. Right. That's we, why you've been in 12 accidents. We can't have Warren's beer because I can't get it open. It's taped. I un- she I was so embarrassed. <laughs> She was so embarrassed because it's taped for open container laws. It's still taped. It's still taped. It's still fucking taped. Yeah, you didn't pull off the tape. I took the tape off. Not all of the tape. Not all of the tape, Beverly. You didn't see all this black stuff that's not shiny. That's not the cap. That's matte. Yeah, see that. Notice the different material. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, Warren, you don't need to tell me what I can and can't see. (laughs) But I can see the tape. Right. I really couldn't see the tape. Oh, and look, I hurt my hands. They don't look hurt to me, bud. Mm. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, Fremont. So, I don't think there's a lot. What is there? Um, there's well, Loma in between. Well, that's if you go past Fremont. Yeah. Um, well, look, this guy's planning yeah. going between the Hop Grenade and Fremont, which right. is like I think sixty Pretty much. miles. That's a lot, a lot of driving. I think it's sixty, 60 miles, miles from my house to Los Gatos. Okay, so fifty um, miles. So to fifty-five, Fremont, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But to me, to me, so the, comes, the ones that popped to my mind, uh, Danville Brewing Company, our friend Matt Sanger, yep, there you um, go. is right off 680 there. Yep. He's making some good beer. Um, and then Shoe Bros is in San Ramon. Yeah. Um, and I think there is some, there are a couple small breweries in Fremont, but I don't know that they're necessarily real close to the freeway or easy to get to. Okay. Um, what are the, do you know off, off the top of your head? What, well, I think uh, there is the a Fremont are? Brewing Company. Oh, okay. Um, and there's Das Brew is also in that area. Um, okay. Um, yeah. you, you could, uh, if you come up to the Hop Grenade, which you don't need to, but if you do, we'd love to see you. You go to, uh, on your way down, go to Livermore. Uh, you can go to Altamont oh, right. Brewing. There's a couple breweries in Livermore. And then you take the 84, which is kind of the back road between Livermore and, and, and Fremont. Yeah. God, it's fucking loud out there. Yeah. And um, so take 84. It's a little windy, but it's cool. It's a cool little uh, jaunt through the Livermore Hills. Uh, then you get to Fremont. I don't know, but there is, if you like pizza, and who doesn't, there's mm-hmm. a, a pizza place called Mission Pizza. And it has a ton of craft beer. The pizza's fucking rad. And if you go on the weekends, they have this, like, old, like, I, I imagine you have to be dead in order to get into this band. But it's like an old man band when they just play bluegrass, like Friday, yeah. Saturday night. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't really know. There's not a whole lot. If you want to go, like, if you have a car, which I imagine you have a Tesla. Where is he coming from? He doesn't say. Oh, um, he's just going to Fremont? 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's look. There's a rare barrel. There's there's faction. There's all the all our friends. There's two and A and San Leandro. There's all our friends that we talk about, but they're kind of over on that side of the bay, right. over the hill. So if you're talking like just hanging out on the 680 kind of corridor, there's not a whole lot. But if you only have right. one day, that might be perfect for you. Right. So yeah. come come here. Go to Altamont. Take 84 over. Go to Mission Pizza. Um, and just so you know, Mission Pizza takes like forty five minutes for a pizza, but they do it. They do it. They do it right. It's a sit down pizza. It's a sit down pizza, man, for sure. So, Josh, uh, welcome. God bless, and um, I hope uh, I hope you don't get wrecked on the on the eighty four, man. Yeah, the commute is real bad. It took me three hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, compete sucks, man. Uh, this is from Marcus in the D.C. suburbs. He says, uh, next year, try hybridizing the old with the new. Put the cheek spreaders and see who can sing a recognizable holiday tune. This is in reference to our game. What was it called? Oh, what was the game called? Ben? Um, what's in Spread your em. mouth? Spread them. Oh. Yeah. That's the Schumann game. What's in oh, Schumann's mouth? What? Oh. Yeah. Which he can never guess. Well, he's not very smart. Remember that? Remember we used to play what's in Schumann's mouth all the time? I mean, but it's not really his fault because I feel like it was always... The same sort of shape. <laughs> Which was the point of the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, he didn't know the difference. It's a He's long to mushroom. It yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that would be cool. And then do uh, and then, uh, and then try to sing a recognizable holiday tune. That would be hard. Hmm. You got some cheek spreaders, Bev? You want to try? Yeah. All right. Wow. I wow, did she, not expect she that. She was excited. <laughs> yeah. Like, that sounded like the best idea anybody's right. ever had. Right. Usually she's not excited about any ideas we have. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wasn't ready for that. <laughs> she's doing it. Night. <laughs> okay, try. Um, I'll tell you what. Try Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. How did that go? Jingle Bell. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Bell Rock. <laughs> I hate you. Jingle That's Bell. what it is. Jingle Bell Doc. Whatever, I still nailed it. You, you, you sound like you have a stroke. Crushed it. Jingle Bell Doc. <laughs> I'm drooling. How about, uh, don't take him out. I was really mm. drooling. I know. What do you Rocking want? around the Christmas tree. There you go. Try that. <laughs> You're an old pro at doing this now. Rocking around. The Christmas tree. Okay. Oh, that's too easy. Try, it's easy because you know the tune. Try Rudolph. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> okay, not as good. Like try special try uh, Santa Baby. Santa Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tunes make it pretty right. easy. Yeah. Um, and I'm just nailing this. Right. I mean, you're real good at it. It's the tunes, but it's the natural raw talent. I got skills. The sheer draw. talent. I got bats of dilled. She's good at talking with things in her mouth. <laughs> That's true. Poor Sam. Can I take them out now? No. Are done? Keep them in for the rest of the show. <laughs> no. Okay. It hurts. All right. Um, this one is from Corby. Someone called Corby. Uh, dear JP and crew, my name is Corby. I'm a staff sergeant in the U.S. Army stationed in Bavaria. Wow. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, there's worse places in the world to be stationed, <laughs> yeah. bro. Uh, when I get back to the States, I plan on joining the BN Army as well. Nice. Thank you. Uh, a couple of shows ago, you discussed a complaint about your, quote, sexism. Um, what the fuck was that? We I were forget complaining what... about our sexism? Someone was complaining about our sexism or... Oh, yeah, it was the, the Instagram post where Shimke posted something uh, about uh, the, the GIF uh, when when Bev opened up the the mouth beer from Marley, from the flat tail, and well, it went everywhere. What was sexist about that? She said something about 
like being get, in a room full of guys and being used to that happening and getting a rag or something. It was something. It was a masturbation was joke. Okay. Um, and, and people were commenting on the Instagram page <laughs> that it was sexist. Uh, and then so I made the comment. It's not sexist. It's not sexist. It's sexual. There's a difference. Right. Yeah. There's nothing that uh, the, people don't understand well, the difference. You put "ist" on any word, and it makes. And now right. you're, you're an activist. Apparently. Oh right, yeah. Because I'm an active. Yeah, right. Right. You are an active. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so I think that's what he was talking about. Anyway, okay. he says, uh, "I listen to your show a lot, and I want to address your political correctness issue. I've noticed this ever since I started listening to you a year ago. I like it. You remind me what it's like to work in the civilian world, <laughs> <laughs> which I imagine in the army, in the military, you're not really all that PC. Well, no, I thought." He's saying that we're not PC, and, that's and in why the military he, he has to be. Oh, right. I get okay. All right. <laughs> well, I don't know. I would imagine like you know you're in, you're in with your bunk mates and they're ninety nine point nine percent are dudes and you're kind of just making a bunch of off color jokes. Wow, get with the twenty first century, it's probably JP. Probably a lot more. <laughs> probably. It's a there new are probably army more serious got. repercussions. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like a hundred push-ups. All right. <laughs> All right. KP duty. Um, you remind me what it's like to work in the civilian world. Please continue the way you are. Offense is not assault. There's no malice in your actions. And if Bevo wasn't insulted, then who cares? If you allow it, the vocal minority will control your exactly. every word. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. Sincerely, Corby. I won't say your last name. Uh, well, first of all, Corby, thank you for your service. Uh, it's, yes. it's, it's very, very much appreciated, my brother. Um, and then thank you for the, the kind words. Uh, we appreciate yeah. it as well. And that's kind of what we built our, uh, you know, our, uh, our whole show on, yeah. if you can call it a show anymore. Um, you it's know. a little late to change now. Where did Tasty go? Speaking of shows. Did, did he think he I've was already also... I've given him the head up, heads up, like, li- that's why I didn't pour his beer. If he comes back, he gets to pour his own beer. What? See, is this he, is what is I'm he saying. a part of the Founders Q&A? <laughs> Apparently. But, like, whenever I'm hosting, it's just like, it's the substitute teacher. He's just gone. Oh, he I gone. see him. He's no, gone. And, uh, you know, whatever. It's fine. I don't care. Who cares? Doesn't right. matter. Uh, he says, P.S. Uh, I just drank a bottle of West Veteran 12. It was good. <laughs> I fucking hope so. But, dude, right. if you're in Bavaria, you can find the Westy 6, man, that fucking table beer. Right. Drink that beer. That will change your life. Well, and there's all sorts of other good German beer there. Yeah. Why hunt out Belgians? I don't know. Why not? Well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You make a good point. Thank you very much. Uh, this is from Craig. He says, hey, I just want to say that the last string of shows have been awesome. The episode with Dave, and he says, Dave Marlavalavala, was amazing. That might have been the most laughing I had done at an episode. But I feel like if you can get Dave and Sully on the show at the same time, that would be comedy gold. I don't think, I don't even care what they talk about, but I'm sure it would be hilarious. I think, uh, how would that work? Dave and Sully. Dave and Sully. I think Dave would make Sully, Sully blush. Probably. I, I, don't, I think he wouldn't know what to do with <laughs> Dave. I don't you know, know, but Sully... Sully. I think he would. Sully still hangs, man. I think he, that'd be a good show. He does, but I don't know. Dave takes things to a whole new level. I, Dave texted me earlier this That's week true. to ask me a question about something, and like... Just his general responses to serious questions yeah. are so <laughs> ridiculous. That's true. That, and and sexual and just oddly inappropriate that like I I don't it'd yeah. be like yeah. two Sully, worlds colliding. Every every response Sully be like, Whoa there, buddy. Whoa, yeah. Whoa there, right. buddy. If Sully knew Dave was if it was just a joke, yeah. Sully could hang. Oh for but sure. But knowing that no, that's Dave. 
<laughs> well, it's that a generational might, yeah, thing. Right. Sully's oh, so okay. old. Uh, but Dave and it was a joke. He's not that old. I know. Uh, Dave and uh, he's Roger. Many generations. Now those are two people who could never get together. No, they, no. they shouldn't even know the other one exists. Right. You know what I mean? Can you imagine if, those text threads? I had the misfortune of being on oh, a text God. thread with Roger Davis, um, and it's basically he just finds the most horrific. Awful pictures that you could ever find, and then just texts them of, to people. Of bodily fluids and of, midgets or, or and people, yeah. and with like this chick on a beach naked, but she's just a tort. I don't know. It was just like the worst <laughs> thing ever. Wait, what? Yeah. I, I don't know how I got off of the the text chain, but I'm so thankful because so many times I opened my phone and I was like, oh my God, what is that? Eventually, like you just, with those things, you just have to stop replying and i think eventually everybody stop. i think it's roger's goal to make the any thread he's in die <laughs> by Our being horribly offensive before he sent the first one right right um Anyway, so Craig goes on. He says, this past week's episode was really good, too. If you guys dis- do decide, this is the Christmas episode, by the way, it's because it's been a while since we've been in the studio. Uh, if you guys do decide to to do what? If we do do? If you guys do decide to do the bake session or whatever you decide to call the weed show, I feel like you should have Alex from Fieldwork and the actor TJ Miller on. That is if they aren't the same person. The dude sounds exactly the same. What is with, like, everyone has, lately has been comparing people on the show to people in uh, pop culture, and I think I'm pretty hip, but who the fuck is T.J. Miller? Oh, T.J. Miller, he's a funny guy. He's um, on know, Silicon Valley. I know T.J. Hooker. That was a good show he's in the uh, 80s. Ulrich Bachman Stop on talking. Silicon Valley. I've never seen Silicon What's Valley. Silicon well, it's a Valley? funny show, so that's why. Okay, that's right. I only like depressing right. and It's not British. Shit. It's American. F- so, see, that's, that's right. more to the point. Yes. Speaking of British, <clears throat> I saw... I wasn't. Th- you mentioned well, I, mentioning yeah, British. Okay. Uh, I I just watched the fucking weirdest, like the weirdest documentary I think I've ever seen. Uh, it was just like a forty-seven minute long thing produced for the BBC. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called um, the. Uh, it's like Men in Rubber Masks or something like that, or the Man in the Rubber Mask, something like that. Hmm. And it's about dudes who dr- <laughs> who dress up in latex, like body suits Uh-oh. with like masks on and they're like human dolls and there there's like a dude in Orange County who does it and there's a, like it's like this like online s- street thing. performer no no like straight up just het- quote unquote heterosexual males they okay. they put on this entire like latex bodysuit and they put on this mask and a wig right. and they dress up and they're they're just this female where where are they doing this? Anywhere in like, their house. Most of them are in their house, but some of them go out. And anyway, watch it. It's it. I mm. I haven't laughed so hard at other people being themselves in a long time. <laughs> and I don't mean it like I wasn't like oh I want to beat that guy up, but it was like it looks odd where the the mask doesn't move. Yeah. So it's like remember those old Halloween masks from the eighties or whatever. That's just this plastic mask with like a strap in the back right yeah and they're talking and they're gesturing but the face doesn't move and the eyes are just wide open and the mouth is all weird and this dude's talking and he has he has boobs they're it's like a, a suit right okay. a silicone suit and he like talks and he's like gesturing and his boobs are shaking but his mouth doesn't it's the fucking weirdest thing i've ever seen man. so it's just if you went over to Dave's dinner party. Why did you That's watch what that? he would be wearing? Like, uh, um, instead of like a plaid shirt. Well, it, I mean, and, I don't know that. I think a couple of these people, like, that's what they that? do. That's their hobby. That's what they, Situated? like, it's just what they're into. Oh, okay. Did you get that? Beverly, be quiet. Oh, I didn't know my microphone. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 
That's just what they're into. That's their their kink, their thing. And it's not like a sexual thing, I guess. Uh, but to maybe some people, it is. But they're just, okay. They're dressed. It, I'm, I'm I not. Repre- I don't want to represent it in a better way. <laughs> I want you guys to watch it. I want everybody to watch it and report it. It's bizarre. Ugh. It's forty seven minutes. I know. I feel like I, there are so many other things I can do with forty seven minutes. There are. There's probably over a hundred. But this is one of the things that you should be doing. Not now. Oh, not right. tomorrow. Okay. But you know, maybe next week. All right. Creeping out everyone else in my house. Come, look, come over to my house. I'll watch okay. it again. We'll watch Trippin' <laughs> right. with Lee. Okay, yeah. On SwearNet, and then right. we'll watch. Um, and then we'll watch uh, Men. It was like Man in the Rubber Mask. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Just Yikes. do it. Anyway, uh, Craig tells us to keep up the good work. <laughs> if you only knew. Uh, this is from Cole. He says, uh, "I have an idea to put all the controversy." To rest. And oh, oh, this is about hazy IPA. <laughs> oh, that controversy. Yeah. He says, I looked up the gene splicing kit mentioned in the 2NA episode, and it dawned on me this could be the key to whether the haziness in the New England IPA is yeast or not. Hypothetically, if a brewer were to take their house yeast, make them glow with this gene splicing kit that we talked about in the news, uh, and then brew the IPA. If the haziness is yeast, that stuff will glow like my neighbor's front yard at Christmas. If it doesn't, then they have some splaining to do. Well, I thought they claimed that it wouldn't glow because they say it's not yeast, it's protein or right, and that's, extra that's what he's saying. And, and, uh, but other people say it is yeast, yes. And then, but the breweries say no, but then there's yeast in it, right. and it's a whole yeah. thing. And there are people who are looking up on, uh, you know, uh, microscopes at home and saying sure. there's yeast in here. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that'd be great. No one would do it, but I think it's no. a good idea. Yes. Um, on a side note, I hear you doing a collaboration episode. Uh, which we already did. And it <laughs> reminded me that Jay mentioned that the Rare Barrel and Yazoo Brewing are doing a crowdsourced collab. Sounds like a pain in the ass for the brewers, but it's a cool idea. Um, yeah, well, I've, I've never heard of it, but it yeah, sounds, I don't know. sounds cool to me. I'm glad they're doing it. I'm That's glad they're doing it, not me. If, it's, if it was a question to send into the Sour Hour, because then Jay can actually answer it himself. You didn't hear the first part of that, did you? No. Yeah, okay. Thank you for chiming in. I yes. tried. I appreciate okay, it. Bye. Have you ordered food yet? No, but it only takes five minutes to prepare. Uh, right. Well, we're about, we're about 15 minutes left here. Okay. So. Uh, and last but not least, Billy from Washington State. He has to make sure that we know that he's from Washington. Uh, you guys are the shit. Summer, uh, summer plus... Okay. What? I'm, I'm sorry. I had to. I had to, to read this ahead to figure out how to like enunciate the words. Okay. Summer plus having a one year old means much less brewing time. Okay. What are some? Look, maybe Summer's his wife. I don't know. I'm assuming he means the summer season. Right. Um, what are some tips to help me brew an all grain IPA in spring that will hold up for six months? He prefers. To, <laughs> he says I prefer to have a nice fresh American West Coast style. Fresh uh, hmm. that lasts for six months. Fresh well, that lasts yeah. for six months. Um, so you get a bunch of Pilsner malt, some lager yeast, some German hops. You ferment at 50, and then you hold it at about 30 degrees for three months. Yeah. And then you carbonate and enjoy okay. your West Coast IPA. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a good thought, but I you know man IPAs they need to be they need to be drunk in three weeks four weeks man six I, I, months nothing's gonna hold I, up for six months that's an IPA nothing will taste 
like it did when it was fresh six months later. Right. So you can make a beer that will taste fine in six months, but you got to brew for that, and and but it's not going to be fresh mosaic hop flavor or fresh no. citra or anything. It's right. going to be aged IPA. Exactly, exactly. So, unfortunately, Billy, you know, uh, well, what you should do is get yourself a Pico brew, bro. Then, then you can actually brew uh, and do shit. If you if you're that desperate, one thing you could try is maybe brew it, ferment it, don't dry hop, then crash yeah. it in the keg, partially carbonated, maybe not much carbonation at all, then let it sit at refrigerated. And then a couple of weeks before you want to drink it, pull it out, warm it up, dry hop it, and then continue on from there. If you're that desperate for an IPA. Yeah, you could do that. And you're not going to drink it for that long. Then, yeah. then you get the fresh dry hop character. The beer might not be awesome, but <laughs> you get fresh hop character. You can try that. Uh, speaking of hops, Warren, what are we drinking right here? Uh, this is the Schwartz beer. From you, from Loma. From, from Loma, yes. All right. I forget when I made it. Okay. It's been a, maybe about a month. It was end of De- end of November, I think, when we released it. Okay. Beginning of December, so it's been about a month. Is that uh, typical for Schwartz? I mean, it's a lager, so it doesn't matter too much, right? Uh, I, in terms of it being bad now that it's a month old? Yeah. No, I, I don't think so. It's definitely, it's changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, a better way to say that is, is this a, a style that you need to consume fresh? Or is this a style you can kind of age? Um, I think it holds up somewhat. It's going to change. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not going to degrade or be necessarily as obvious of changes happening compared to a hoppier style of beer. Oh, okay. Um. Because there's fewer hop, less hops in it, yeah, and, and the um, at least in this particular beer, um, there's a decent amount of roasted malt, which helps cover up any malt oxidation that there might be, yeah. Um, and there's pretty much zero crystal malt, so you don't get any extra raisiny or anything in there, it's which just, would be accentuated with a little bit of age, right? Yeah, yeah. crystal malts oxidize pretty noticeably. Um, is there someone so, on the hold? Is there someone on hold for me? I don't know. The lights lit up. Lit up. She just walked out and didn't say anything. I swear to God, man. Okay, let, are we going to answer it? Yeah, let's let's answer it. Ah, uh, hello, hello. All right, I guess no one was there. Uh, sorry, Warren. Go ahead. I got distracted by the blinking light. Um, yeah. So the Schwartz beer. It's just uh, Pilsner in Munich and a little bit of Craft Special Two uh, with. 830. White Labs, 830. Okay. Um, Tetanang Bittering and a little bit of Hallertau Middlefru Whirlpool. That's good. Um, I like it. Lager at six-week process, primary, or knockout cool at 46. Okay. Let it free rise to 50, and then it's held there for primary fermentation Mm until it passes a VDK test, and then step crashed. Five degrees a day until twenty nine degrees, and then held for three weeks or so at twenty nine. At twenty nine, you don't it, just let it go up to like thirty five or forty to kind of reduce the load on your system, or does that matter? No, uh, no. Uh, Will it make a flavor difference if you do that? 
Um, going from if it was cooled to twenty nine and then let to warm up a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Uh, I don't know. I guess like why twenty nine? Why not? You know. Well, it goes back to um, stuff I've heard and read from Charlie Bamforth um, oh, okay. talking about the um, settling of compounds, phenols, and, and even just yeast and everything. How much exponentially faster it happens at twenty nine, even compared to thirty three degrees. Okay. And so, theoretically, at twenty nine, I wouldn't have to logger as long, but. What else do I have to do? That's true. Um, That's true, man. So my system can handle it. I've only got six vessels on the glycol system, and I have the glycol running at 25 degrees, so it it cools it down no problem. Um, so, yeah, I do that Good. with the Kolsch also. So the Kolsch, a lot of breweries will do it ale style here. I do it same six weeks program. Speaking of doing it ale style... Yes. Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom, Warren. Thank you. And they're backing up that promise. Check this oh. out. Go to adamandeve.com and see it's all written in caps. It's all caps, so you can tell everyone's very serious. Wow. About it. Yeah. Um, you should be saying it louder than <laughs> fucking screaming this goddamn thing. Uh, go to adamandeve.com and you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter offer code BNARMY. Uh, you get 50% off, uh, enter that code in at checkout, which is a great deal in and of itself. Now backed by popular demand and for a limited time only, you also will get a free. <laughs> oh, is it a new copy? Yeah, it's free. Uh, the, something called the quote, the big O kit. A kit. Yeah. A kit. It takes a whole kit. Fucking yes. Goddamn right it does. Wow. Uh, Who doesn't love the Big O? Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel and a mini vibrator. See, this is why I waited for Francesca from Founders to leave the room. Yeah. Because I didn't want to. This is very, very sensual copy. Yes. I feel very. I'm glad Bev left also. I'm glad that all the females are gone. That way just you and I (laughs) can discuss the Big big O O kit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Wasn't that a. Oh, that was an animal. Anime, the big anyway. Um, sorry, uh, you'll get their exclusive climax gel and a mini vibrator. So okay. now you got a new way to get her off. So it takes More. a mini vibrator to get a big O. It can. Okay. I mean, it depends. I don't know what you. Do- I don't know what you're doing. I mean, I guess. D- does it tell me how to use it? I'm sure. Because I'm not very smart. Look, if you don't know how to use a vibrator, I got DVDs. To just let you borrow, okay? <laughs> Multiple. Multiple DVDs. Uh, full length? This whole genre is built around just that. Anyway. Um, what girl wouldn't love this, Warren? You'll also get their entire order sent to you for free. So hurry up, take advantage of this limited time offer, everybody. It's, it sounds pretty cool. You can choose a new adult uh, toy, a naughty movie, or almost anything else. When you choose that one item at 50% off, you'll get free shipping plus the Big O kit, which includes the Climax Gel and the aforementioned Mini Vibrator, so it's discreet. Uh, you won't find this deal anywhere else, people. Be in Army at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. Be in Army at AdamandEve.com. I love it. I love it. I love getting free stuff. Right. And kids. I love... See, we were talking about this... Maybe you weren't here. I don't know. We were doing the White Labs uh, live read about their new... Um, I was uh, not here. ...search function. They have a search function on their uh, on their website. So you can, like, the search internet? in keywords. Search the yeah. No. Like, oh. search their website for, like, what yeast to use for what batch, oh. right? And I'm like, I love being told what to do. I love kits. Just right. fucking open it up and tell me what to do. Give, give me the things I need and how to do it. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's all I need, dude. 
Right. That's all I need. Uh, right. That's all Taryn needs. <laughs> that's all, that's not all she needs, <laughs> but uh, that's some of what she needs. It's a good start. That's for sure. Uh, let's do. Did I really do this? I'm a fucking idiot. Sounds let's, like we got some uh, beer news to do, but I think I oh only have two stories, but I thought I had three. Yeah. Okay. So there you well, go. It's a sad day here I, at beer news. Well, I copied the same thing twice as what I did. <laughs> So I'm stupid. Because it's twice as important. It's twice as important. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Let's talk about this first. Um, Asahi is uh, supposedly to buy okay. some beer brands from Anheuser-Busch InBev for $7.8 billion. Who is Asahi? Uh, Japanese beer. Oh, oh, that Japanese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not, not Sapporo, but the other one. Right. Uh, the second giant beer, uh, Japanese uh, beer company. Uh, they said on Tuesday it would pay $7.8 bill to buy a group of Central and Eastern European beer brands from Anheuser-Busch InBev, uh, which, of course, is based in Belgium. They're selling the brands, including the Pilsner Urkel Group, to allay huh. concerns of European competition regulators after it completed its merger with SAB Miller in a deal valued at more than $100 billion. Dollars. Wow. Um, so Pilsner Urkel is now going to be Japanese. Instead of European. Instead of uh, Belgian, I guess. Because of you. Hmm. Yeah, so instead of European, they're going to be... I don't know. I feel like a Czech beer that's be- that's really owned by a Belgian yeah. company, that's sort of yeah. neighborly, right? How does it feel, Europe? Right. Yeah, now yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm reading the press release... Um, Oh, see, I think it's going to be beers that we don't know. Uh, Asahi Group is pleased to announce with AB InBev to acquire businesses in the Czech Republic, Slovak Republic, Poland, Hungary, and Romania. Um, and I was looking for, like, a list of these names, but uh, I feel like we won't know who they are. Ah, yeah, here they are. Pujala? Pujala? What the fuck is 12 months again? Cox tastes uh, good. Cox tastes good. Cox tastes good. Yes. Uh, Pilsner Urkel, Kozel, Thaiski. And other brands, uh, Pilsner Kell, uh, Lech, I don't know. I, beer. P- things I don't know, man. I thought it'd be more interesting. They bought some beers. So that's going to be crazy. That's crazy. A sort of weird shuffling, reshuffling of things to come. Right. I, I imagine they're not going to shift production to Japan. That doesn't seem no, like I, I practical. A, no, I, I have a feeling they're going to stay there. Yeah, there's right. no need to move everything over, right? <laughs> well... It wouldn't be the first unnecessary move. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Speaking of things that are unnecessary, Anheuser-Busch and Keurig are trying to invent the home beer dispenser. Hmm. Where you just pop in a cartridge and you get beer? Yep. Yep. Uh-oh. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I don't think it's really clear as to how this is shaking out, uh, but apparently uh, they say in 2015, Keurig debuted the Keurig Cold, with a K, machine, an appliance similar to its coffee maker for cold sodas. The pod-based beverage machine would allow users to make Coca-Cola, Pepsi, etc. Uh, at home. Uh, in the sub, which I imagine the pods just had the syrup, right. and then you have the carbonated water, and you kind of just make, which is what they do in the stores anyway. It's all in the box. Yeah. Right? Uh, in the summer of 2016, just 10 months after the launch, Keurig pulled the plug on the project. The price of the machine, combined with a cost per serving, ultimately killed it. AB InBev, uh, AB InBev and Keurig are hoping to take that cold technology and create a system that would let you presumably brew beer on demand in the same vein as the soda machine and the coffee predecessor so i'm envisioning just little cups of hopped malt extract diluted in soda water 
Yeah, like mixed with powdered alcohol I mean, I guess or something like some, that. Yeah, they could put a little bit of ethanol in the little in the syrup there. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and that's about it. And then you just put it in the soda stream, and then you have quote unquote right. brewed beer, right? Which I can't <laughs> imagine is going to taste fucking good at all. Yeah, probably not. And uh, apparently, they want to do it with cocktails. Also, that's something they're looking at, which wouldn't be as bad because you're not really reducing as much. I think uh, you know, uh, like that malt. Ex- well, right. We all know, like malt extract tastes different than fresh wort, like vastly different. How can I don't you, care how fresh your extract? I mean, are is. they just taking out the little bit of water that's left in the spirit for a, a, I guess, a cocktail? I don't know. I, like, I, how do you honestly, make it smaller? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I honestly have no idea, and I don't think they do either. Maybe they do, but it's you know proprietary. Mm. Obviously, they're smarter than I am or you are. Well. Hopefully. <laughs> One can only hope, man. <laughs> For their sake. I don't know. Huh. I, I'm, I'm trying to think if I would... I would try it. I wouldn't... I'm not like excited for it because I mean, imagine you can like oh I want like a gin and tonic or I, right. well I mean that why would you want a fucking on demand gin and tonic um, I would want like an old fashioned right and so you take the old fashioned pod and clock it in yeah for co- <sighs> it seems easier for cocktails than replicating good beer right would be. Yeah, because from what I understand, we've we've I think we've yet to even try it, even though we've been talking about it forever. Like those malt extract, like the hiker. We've talked about it before. The, the hiker pouches we that have like I don't think we did. Time? I don't think we did. Mm-hmm. I think we always talked about it, but we never did. Um, those taste like shit, from what I understand. Like they just taste like terrible beer. But right. it, at the end of the day, it's wet and it's you know not right. cold, but it's and you're hiking, right? So yeah. whatever. What are you gonna do? Right. Um, but if you're at home. It seems a lot cheaper to buy a kegerator, like well, or like convert well, a fridge or whatever. You know, you can get I mean, cheap kegerators for one hundred fifty bucks. If it's as simple as a soda stream, there's not much to it, so that's not going to be very expensive. <clears throat> and then, um, and then I, you're just paying. I guess I would imagine it's for the cartridges. Going to be two three hundred bucks for the system. Mm. Because I mean, if if the price killed so. the thing the first time, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why? What's it going to be? Maybe they're they're going well. The home soda people won't pay this, but the home beverage people will. Yeah, for alcoholic beverages, right? Hmm. Well, I hope it doesn't work because otherwise, I'm gonna have to find something else to do. <laughs> right? I'm just gonna be drunk at home. <laughs> right? I I don't know. I'll, I'll try it. I think it's a brilliant idea. It's a great idea, but I just I don't think that the world needs it. Um, but we are kind of in this craft cocktails renaissance, so who, who yeah. fucking knows, man? Yeah, I mean, it takes up less space. It does and, take and, up less and space. as long as it's just as good, I guess, why not? Yeah. Speaking of taking up less space, Warren, uh, Beersmith. Go to Beersmith.com. Get your 21-day free trial for uh, for the best recipe software on the market, man. And it, it is very small. It doesn't take up a whole lot of space on your computer. I know some people may be uh, concerned about that. You got a lot of porn. You got a lot of weird porn that you don't want to delete to add another, you know, another uh, thing. But, hey, man. First of all, laptops are cheap enough. Buy a second one. That's USB your hard laptop. Drive. Right. Yes. Thank you, Warren. Um, but uh, Beersmith.com, man, they w- it has all the tools that you need. Some you don't even think you need, but you'll you'll end up needing. So if you're not making your recipes on Beersmith, uh, then you're not doing it right. Go to Beersmith.com. 21-day free trial. And then uh, if you don't like it, then uh, there's it's no cost to you, brah. Bro, brah, bray, brah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? 
Same thing. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, Trailer Park Boys, here, let me, yes. let me show you my new keychain that I got for Christmas. I almost wore my... I got a Trailer Park Boys t-shirt I almost wore oh, today. Oh, man. But, uh, here, I don't know if you can see it. It's a uh, it's a Trailer Park Boys. It's a hash coin. Okay. It's got, oh. <laughs> it's a, you know, like that one season, maybe three or four, yeah. where Ricky was making hash coins. In Ricky We Trust. <laughs> the picture of Ricky and they're smoking. <laughs> oh, that was pretty wow, funny. 10 bucks. Yeah, that's a whole one ten, coin. I think that's what it cost, actually. Oh. <laughs> they, they, Is that actually hash? Is that what you can smoke it? Oh, God. Who? who oh, Bev? No. Um, uh, uh, Taryn's aunt. Thought it was actually hash. I was like, she was like, "What is this?" Like, oh, it's like a hash coin keychain from this TV show, blah blah. And she's like, "So how do you like you break it all? Like, why are you carrying around that?" I'm like, "Are you fucking serious, dude?" And she's a stoner, and she doesn't care. But I was like, "How? Who, yeah, yes, I have hash. I'm such a fucking stoner that I have a giant coin right. of hash on my keychain. Right, it has to be on my keychain. <laughs> That's what I do at a moment's notice. That's me." <laughs> Um, all right, uh, I think that's it. I think it it's is? it. Yeah. That's, oh, it's a short show. I wanted yeah, more time. time. It? It, dude, it's 7 o'clock. I, yeah, it's I been haven't two been hours. here for that long. You haven't been here for that yeah. long. Um, I did want more time with the Founders people, but I'm hoping they'll come back. They should. That was really cool. And I want to yeah. talk more about recipe formulation and, and how you just kind of change your entire like uh, production aspect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just and, change and, it up to things that you want. around for that long... Their recipes had to have changed yeah. over 20 years. So how do you do it? Right, yeah. Uh, well, like they were saying, you know, they they were making these kind of entry-level entry beers that wasn't working for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just kind of, it'd be interesting. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm having problems right now. Yeah. I'm having problems burping, everybody. Don't die. I'm trying not to. Um, and last but not least, speaking of trying not to die, um, I don't know what that means. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients, people, and the best customer service in the business. They have the full line of intertap forward sealing beer faucets. Sounds pretty cool. With interchangeable spouts, as well as a new grain mill motorizing kit that features a gear motor that spins your mill at the correct RPM without the need for hazardous belts. Which is pretty important. I mean, if you haven't motorized your grain mill, dude, you're missing out on right. the wonders of life for sure. Um, I don't have a grain mill, but I tell you what, if I had to hand crank the one up more beer, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Belts are hazardous. They definitely As someone are. with hair hanging off of your face. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You need to be careful. Um, also new is the Mark II Wart Pump, a magnetic drive high temp pump that starts at only 70 bucks, But it does the job of pump co- pumps costing twice as much. Other exclusives include their Brewer's Edge Mini Regulators as well as their exclusive line of Keg King Kegs and Disconnects. They also have quality steel bottle cappers from Italy, their own line of hydrometers, California wine kits, and much more. Go to williamsbrewing.com to check it all out, everybody. We also have the Twitter game, by the way, Warren. Oh, we do? Yeah. Did you happen to do any of that? I figured it took me a while to find uh, what the question was. Okay, yeah. Because it wasn't hashtagged another dumb BN game. No, I, I didn't have time. So... I, I just saw people time. responding. Yeah. So part of the game is me figuring out what the game is. <laughs> That's the game within the game. Right. Uh, so the question was, uh, why is Justin in New Orleans? Or what's Justin doing yeah. in New Orleans? And I'm hoping people get kind of weird about it, because New Orleans is a weird city. Um, there are some weird things that people said. Okay. Go um, for it. I'm ready. I'm ready to write down see, the things um, that Ron like. says. Fucking pick- Ron. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Bebo's back. Uh, That's a weird he, response. Ron says he picked up his voodoo doll of JP. Okay. 
Um, uh, probably accurate. Um, right. If he, if he's not, he should. Um, Alex says collecting the necessary ingredients from a voodoo priestess to keep tasty alive ish forever. <laughs> Was Alex? Yes, Alex. Right. Um, Panther Hollow says a Cajun glory hole. It's when you get a Hummer from a dude mumbling Adam Sandler Waterboy quotes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, That's not bad. No. Uh, it seems like something that would happen. It seems like something that would happen. That's true. Uh, Brian says, strip clubs and a voodoo spell to get AB to buy the BN. That would be, uh, hey, man, that's a Hail Mary pass right, right there. Right. 2017. Yeah. How much do you think the BN would be worth? $13. <laughs> On a good day. And how much would we get of the split? Like, let's say they bought for like a million dollars. How much would you think we'd get? High five. Yeah. yeah a, th- high five. a good, a, a nice thank you card <laughs> yeah. sent from Spain. Yeah. No, I think we'd get a little, we'd get something. Oh, for sure. That wasn't $13. a very funny response. Yeah. Like, like a hash coin. <laughs> I'd take it. You have one of those, don't you? Yeah. He would have two hash coins. <laughs> Devin said something. Uh, he said collecting swamp water for the next uh, beer in the Brewcaster Challenge. Okay. And meth. Oh, yes. Right. Apparently meth is a big thing in New Orleans. I think it's big everywhere, baby. Uh, okay. Yeah. I know it is in the Santa Cruz Mountains. That's sure. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, Chris says... Taking the first of his 45 planned vacations for 2017. <laughs> this one centering around gypsy motorboating. Um, 45 planned vacations. Uh, I will yeah. say that if that's true, this would be the second of 45 planned vacations. Really? Yeah. Hi, Beverly. Where did he go? Already? I don't know. I'm just making oh, shit you're up. Just thinking, I have uh, no idea. Okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's the second. Yeah. 2017. I, I want you to eat a taco wearing that fucking cheek spreader outfit. Oh. <laughs> I ate. I really need you to do cake. this. That's what she, she did. did. She did eat the. Uh, it was so difficult. That's not what it was called. What was it? It, it was, was a yule log. Yule log. Yule log. Yule log. Yeah, you ate tails are good. You ate log. Right. Fudge log. Fudge log. You drooled fudge log. Well, okay. So um, is that it? Yes, that, that right. is. Well, it. the winner of the the um, um, we're just Twitter doing the game winner. Is going to get a oh. uh, catalyst fermenter from Craftabrew. Go to craftabrew.com. The catalyst, which is that uh, y- you know condensed plastic conical, right? That hangs on the wall. No, no, that's the that's something else entirely. This oh. is something better than that. Oh. Uh, it's less oxygen permeable. It's like ninety percent less scratch resistant or more scratch resistant. Good. It has its own stand, so you can fit it in a fridge. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's really, and the whole lid comes off, so it's easy to clean. Mm. Like all like the other plastic conicals, right. it has a like a thirteen inch bunghole or whatever. Right. But this has like a giant, not thirteen inch, but thirteen stopper. Yeah, number thirteen. I've stopper. got fat hands, but it's hard. Yeah. You can't. And then you have to fill it up with PBW and all this Ugh. kind of shit. But the catalyst is rad, dude. So check it out. Crafterbrew.com, they're kind enough to give the winner of this terrible Twitter game wow. um, a catalyst. That makes it me feel like we should take extra time to decide who deserves <laughs> such a good prize. Normally I would, but I have a full <laughs> bladder and an empty stomach. <laughs> and those, you know. Right. So uh, what uh, I had written down see. for my favorites were Rob, who uh, said Jay was going to get a voodoo doll of me. Yeah. Alex, who said he was uh, going to keep Tasty alive through voodoo and any means necessary or whatever right. it was. And then Chris, uh, Jay is taking his first of 45 planned vacations for 2017. Yes. You want to add anything other? Uh, anything else? Or, uh, uh, that's about it. No, I think those 
those were those are fine contenders to be the finals. Okay. The finals. Uh, well, which I have my. Uh, I think Chris was probably the funniest because it makes fun of Jay. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't. Well, it's not very New Orleansy. No, no. I guess he did because he talks about gypsy motorboating. All there right, you go. yeah. Chris? All right, Chris gets All right, Chris. Chris the There you go, buddy. Uh, email uh, email me, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. And if you can't get a hold of me, then email someone else. But uh, email me your address, motherfucker. And uh, I will get that over to Kyle at Crafter Brew. And if you guys want to check out the Catalyst, craftabrew.com, excuse me, um, I think slash the Catalyst, but it's on there. It's a really cool device, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty jealous. Um, okay. Maybe you should play the Twitter game. Uh, maybe I should. It's probably a good point. Um, I did want to mention that the Founders guys have an app. We were asking them about where to find their beer, and uh, we kind of got sidetracked like we do. But anyway, they have an app. So if you want to find Founders beer, check it out. I'm sure it's in every app store you can ever imagine. And uh, that was about it. I appreciate the Founders folks for coming in. That was really cool. The beer's tasting good. If you guys are out and about and there's a Founders event near you or there's some beer around, check it out. Uh, are we ready to leave, Warren? Did you do any sort of outro stuff? I know you came in late, so it doesn't matter if you did. Did, but I mean, I, I could say some things okay. as the music's playing. All right. Well, everybody, uh, we'll be back. What's going on next week, Bev? Yeah. What What day do we have to be here next week? <laughs> she's uh, She's on the phone. She doesn't know. She's just uh, scowling. <laughs> that's That's resting Bev face. Oh, it's not resting bitch face. It's resting no, Bev it's face. Special kind. Uh, let me see what's on Shut the up. calendar for next week. What are we? What's up for next week, Bev? Uh, Old Republic. Old. Where are they out of? I don't know. Okay. Oh, I think it's California. I do know it's California. Okay. Um, I, I just don't remember. I'm sorry. You should have said California. Well. <laughs> that's fine. I thought you wanted more specifics. It's on Martin Luther the King Day. That's cool. Oh, isn't that? I believe we, we don't have that off? Well. We don't have that off. What? No. I believe they are in studio as well. Oh, great. Okay, cool. I like in-studio guests, man. It's a good time. Okay, yeah. Warren, uh, let's get out of here. What do you think? Yes, please. All right, here we go. Thanks, everybody. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Dave and Adam from Founders stopped by to talk about their great beer and other things I missed while I was in traffic. Merge your love of Disneyland with your t- lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nathan Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDole at Tasty McDee, JP at Major Jip, and Warren is stuck over at Another Beardy. Tonight's show was produced, and your host has been JP. <laughs> Be sure to find The Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It was produced. That's an actual fact. Yes. It was produced by Beverly, I think. No denying. All right. Thanks, Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Justin's in my sky and wind.